Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is uh, episode number 123 of the podcast. It's uh, mid-June 2021, um, and we are going to be recapping a um, well our first trip to uh, Guaranteed Rate Field of 2021 as we went to see the uh, AL pennant defending guys uh, the Tampa Bay Rays uh at the Chicago White Sox. But first, uh before we get into that, yep, uh before we get into that, uh we have uh the number 123 Jack uh for this episode. So um where'd you go with number 123? So I went with a pitcher who had okay. 123 wins. Right. Uh I went with Hideo Nomo. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, got to got to talk about Hideo Nomo. I probably mentioned him on the podcast before because we uh, he he pitched one year for the Brewers in 1999. Um, went 12 and eight with a 4.54 ERA that year, which is that's a pretty ugly ERA for what I uh, what must have been a bad Brewers team in 1999. Um, uh, but yeah, so Nomo Mania um, happened in 1995. He was one of the first. That was kind of right when I really first started um, following baseball and kind of knowing uh, who other players were on different teams. Um, I was I was nine years old at the time. So I, I remember Hideo Nomo was one of the first pitchers I really became aware of. He had this really weird, uh, crazy, like, wind-up where he would, he would bring his arms all the way above his body and then, like, twist his body all the way back before he threw the ball. They called him the Tornado. Um, and he was, he was Japanese. He was one of the first... Uh, big Japanese stars in the MLB mm-hmm. um, before Ichiro uh, uh, came along. So, um, so yeah, he was really kind of a sensation. He took the baseball world by storm, and he had a great year in 1995. He was the rookie of the year. Um, he was 13 and six with a 2.54 ERA, and he led the league with 236 strikeouts. Um, he also threw 19 wild pitches. So, uh, so yeah, maybe that delivery uh, caught up to him a little bit there. Um, he kind of had a bad career overall. His career yeah. ERA is 4.24. Um, a lot of pretty, a lot of pretty subpar seasons there for Hideo Nomo uh, in the in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, but he still pitched. Uh, he pitched a lot for the Dodgers. He started 34 games for them in 2002, 33 games in 03, um, and in 2001 for Boston. Uh, he led the league uh, with 220 strikeouts again. So, um, yeah. so yeah, he was definitely a factor. But um, you know, it, he was just if if you were following baseball in the mid 90s, you knew who Hideo Nomo was. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of those weird ones too, Jack. Where I feel like, um, uh, uh, you know, like our our like small age difference kind of varies because, like, yeah, I kind of I feel like I remember Nomo a little bit more. Um, as a as a player uh when he was with the dodgers and whatnot but Mm -hmm. yeah definitely like one of the big like i you know uh, i mean i'm trying to think of like what other i I know like the first japanese baseball player like played in like the 60s or whatever Mm -hmm. um but uh i'm trying to think of another like well-known japanese player in the major leagues um you know before nomo and i can't really i don't know i don't know if there really was any yeah, so he was he was really kind of a groundbreaking uh, groundbreaking player. Um, he also loved the sausage races at Miller Park. He <laughs> he he raced in one as one of the sausages. 
Um, so that was kind of his claim to fame in Milwaukee. And it's it's weird. It's weird that he ended up on the Brewers for a year because um, you know he was he was a big yes. name in the mid nineties. So that just that one year he he spent one year with Milwaukee, one year with Detroit, and one year with Boston before going back to the Dodgers. Um, so yeah, just kind of a strange stretch of his career right there. Yeah, and he you know it seems like he liked pitching in in, in L.A. because he kind of he had a, a bit of a resurgence when he went back to to L.A. Uh, in the early 2000s um uh man i cannot picture him as a as a devil ray either in 2005 mm. um but uh but yeah clearly like a considerably better numbers as a as a dodger than any other team um but uh but yeah like uh yeah he was an interesting guy and um uh definitely definitely kind of led the way for for the uh the the japanese baseball player movement uh that continues today Absolutely. Um, Jeremy, who do you have for 123? Well, Jack, I went with a batter this time, so that works out. Um, All right. Jack, I went with Ken Phelps. Yeah, I was looking at Ken Phelps a little bit as uh, as I was doing this. So tell us about Ken Phelps. Yeah, I mean, so honestly, Jack, the main, the main reason why I want to bring up Ken Phelps is because of the, the Seinfeld joke um, uh, that involves Ken Phelps. Basically, um, so George Steinbrenner calls George's dad and... Um, he he thinks that George is dead, and 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 then Frank Costan, Jerry Stiller like leaves a message for for Jerry, and he says, "Jerry, Mister Costan, or Mister Mister Steinbrenner's here. George is dead. Call me back." Um, which is one of the funniest jokes, one of the funniest lines of the show. Um, and then uh, he shows up at the house, and Frank Costanza yells at him. Uh, he's like, "Why did you trade Jay Buna?" Um, and uh, he's like, "He had a rocket for an arm." Um, and then like, and then uh. The Steinbrenner character, who was played by Larry David, uh, or was at least voiced by Larry David, he's like, my people told me Ken Phelps. Ken Phelps was Ken Phelps was bad. Was good. Ken Phelps. It was all Ken Phelps. And so, so Ken Phelps was traded um, by the uh, Mariners to the Yankees for Jay Buhner. Um, so that that's how we get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in 1988, uh, traded by the Mariners to the Yankees for a player to be named later, Rick Balaban. And Jay Buhner, the Yankees sent uh, Troy Evers uh, to the Mariners uh, as part as a player to be named later. But so yeah, so Ken Phelps, like man, okay, I don't like. First of all, he's one of his positions listed on Baseball Reference is pinch hitter, which again is never good. No, um, <laughs> but um, you know, and like, so my I feel like the main thing I know Ken Phelps um, for is uh, his like his just from from baseball cards and i want to say it's his 1988 tops card yeah he looks like so lame uh just in all of his cards he looks lame if you just google like tops ken phelps um you're gonna see some bad cards but his 1988 card looks like he's bunting basically um and and yeah he's like hunched over and he just doesn't look good at all and his 1990 card he's got like glasses and he's he's a guy who had a big mustache like kind of like a red like red mustache and he just looked like he was like 50 years old when he was probably like 29 or whatever um and you look at his numbers and uh honestly i i don't think i've ever really looked at ken phelps's numbers before this but like he actually had some good numbers here a couple times in his career um like let's see 1984 he hit 24 homers with the Mariners average not so great at 241 uh 86 he hit 24 87 27 88 24 and then you know he got traded that was the year he got traded to the Yankees so 
I mean, I guess maybe like it was okay. And uh, I guess you could justify that move at the time. But um, obviously, Jay Buhner went on to have a pretty good career with the Mariners. I don't know if it was uh, aided by anything. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, like so I, I had no idea that Ken Phelps had like hit 20 homers uh, in four seasons. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. So, you know, just kind of a footnote in baseball history. Uh, I, I, I wonder, again, like sometimes, you know, you think about like Cubs guys. I think about Cubs guys of the of the 80s. Uh, Jack, I'm sure for you, like the mid 90s, like um, like Brewers guys, early mm-hmm. 90s, mid 90s Brewers guys like that you like kind of liked because they were like hometown guys. You know, for the Cubs, I think of like Sean Dunstan. Um, players like that. It's like I guess I mean like who. So I wonder like I wonder who out there actually has a soft spot in their heart for Ken Phelps. I'm sure there's <laughs> some like Mariners fans who are probably like in their early to mid 40s who are like, ah oh, man, Ken Phelps was pretty good for in that 19, you know, 1987. Man, that was you know I was like I was uh, riding my bike around, uh, uh, you know, Seattle like listening to. Uh, fucking i don't know not guns and like duran duran and um, ken phelps was cranking homers out of the kingdom and i was loving i was loving it um but uh so somewhere out there probably someone must have a soft spot for ken phelps but uh, to me he's just kind of like a seinfeld joke um and i bet most people who uh who are aware of both of those things would probably agree with me um but uh but yeah that's uh that's why i picked ken phelps yeah that's a good one jeremy i've definitely um you know i definitely know of that joke uh famous one and yeah i'm uh the joke is correct too like it was a, it was a terrible trade yeah. um jay buner was a young prospect who had, was just in his uh uh second season um you know second round draft pick uh and they traded him for a guy who was 33 years old at the time and would only play two more seasons um yeah. like you said uh, maybe the Yankees didn't see much in Buner because maybe he got some help from something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, who who knows? Uh, but you know, his numbers were his numbers, and he had a you know he ended up having a really good career, and he hit over 300 career home runs. So yeah. if we end up talking about Jay Buner, um, you know, it's not going to be for another 200 episodes. <laughs> yeah. So God, yeah, God um, willing, we'll be around long enough to talk about Jay Buner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the world will still be here. So yeah, um, yeah but yeah, that's a that's a good one, Jeremy. Uh, I haven't seen that episode of Seinfeld in uh, in quite some time, and I actually didn't know that Larry David was the uh, voice of uh, George Steinbrenner on yeah, that show. So he I wa- learned something. Yeah, he was. I think like one of the directors um, was like the the actual body of of uh, Steinbrenner, but uh, uh-huh. but yeah, Larry David was the voice of Steinbrenner. Okay, wow, very very good. All right, well, uh, Jeremy, should we get to uh, uh, get to the game? Yeah, let's do it. Um, All so right. so yeah. Uh, you know, we 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 recorded uh, just a couple of days ago um, uh, doing our, our Sunday night baseball recap. And, you know, after post game post uh, recording, Jack and I like started talking about, you know, next game and uh, we didn't have one on the books. And, you know, it's 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 painfully obvious that we haven't been to a White Sox game yet. And, uh, you know, it's it's recordly record like late in the season to, to be doing that so you know it turned out that our schedules worked out to where the next very next day um we were able we were free so we uh we, we made it happen we had headed down to the white Sox. um the tickets uh white Sox are still not at, at full capacity so it was a little like we we paid uh we paid more than we normally would have um for a white Sox game and we actually got like some sort of weird discount from some like weird email um from some company that like 
you know, the tickets end up coming from Ticketmaster. White Sox uses Ticketmaster for, for their sock for their tickets. But um, it was some weird like third party that I never heard of that was like uh, sent, selling these like discount tickets. So we ended up paying like just under eleven dollars face value. I think it came out to like a little over sixteen after taxes each. Um, yeah, which yeah, is a lot uh, for White Sox. It was, it was, Jeremy. Uh, Sixteen dollars for a White Sox ticket, as my uh, as my friend Greg would say, that's a tough sword to swallow. Um, I'm not sure if he meant to say that, but it's, it's, I think it's, uh, it, it fits in this, um, in this instance, $16 for a White Sox game is a lot, but, um, you know, it was our first game, Jeremy, the way I calculated it, usually by this time in the season, we would have been to five or six, uh, White Sox games already for like $4 a piece. So it's our first one, you know, we were due for one. So why not pay 16 because we haven't been to one for sure. And, um, you know, uh, we were, we're seeing a matchup. Um, as would become would would go on to be brutally overexplained and by by someone who was sitting next to us, <laughs> <laughs> we were seeing uh, the two the teams with the two best records in baseball and uh, two pitchers who were in the top ten uh, going into the game. Lance Lynn was leading the American League in ERA, and uh, so it was a good matchup too. Um, and you know, like I said, the defending uh, AL champion uh, Tampa Bay Rays um, taking on the the White Sox. Uh, you know. Uh, it was a good it was a good matchup. So, um, you know, one could argue that we it was worth every ten dollar and eighty nine cents of what we spent. <laughs> cheap asses. Yeah. And be- beautiful, beautiful weather, too. Beautiful yeah. weather as well. So it's just a good night for a ball game. Um, so this was actually Jeremy's first time on public transit since a week before the pandemic started. Ooh. So, yeah, that was kind of crazy, man. Uh, I can't yeah. believe you've gone that long without without taking transit. I, I was worried that my, my transit card wasn't going to work. Um, I was like, I, I even said to Jack, I'm like, hey, you know, like, you know, let's let's um, give it a second when we get into the station to, to check my card because I haven't even checked my balance on my card in, in you know, 13 months or whatever. And, um, yeah, so uh, – it was um, it was interesting, and not to mention the you know uh, my desire to maybe not you know ride public trans uh, because of uh, of COVID, but um, but yeah we we you know so one thing I think maybe to know for for non Chicagoans is that like yeah the White Sox like whereas the Cubs is in a neighborhood right and like I mean well okay well, I'll get to it but Cubs is, are in a neighborhood we happen to live very close to it we can walk to the stadium if we have to. Um, sometimes we drive just out of convenience and, and walk it, end up walking halfway anyway. Uh, the White Sox are um, in a, traditionally a, a neighborhood that was maybe a little, a little more sketchy to go into. Um, it's it's also it's in a neighborhood too, but it's also like just right on the edge of. It's kind of the edge of a neighborhood. It's right by the expressway and it's right by a train station. Uh, the the train, the red line, uh, runs. It actually you could take it from Wrigley to the White Sox Stadium. Um, so a lot of people drive there. A lot of people take the train. That's kind of like, but when you drive there, you you pay for parking, and it's like twenty five dollars. And so there's no way we're doing that unless we start a Patreon, and uh, <laughs> we don't want to pass those those costs on to you folks. Um, so so yeah, most people take the train to to White Sox games, and so yeah, we were kind of my hand was forced a little bit, and I I I didn't really want to kind of break break this the streak, but um, seeing as though we're going to be going to more of these games uh, through the year. Um, I, I figured it's going to happen sooner or later. So, so we got on the train, uh, the card worked. I had like a dollar <laughs> on my balance for like this whole, like, you know, year plus. Um, but, uh, I ended up getting on the train and, uh, uh, first thing that I see Jack, um, 
old guy. Oh, we should also mention that, like, you know, you're still required to uh, wear a mask on the train here. Um, so the mm-hmm. first thing we see is, uh, yeah, old guy uh, with a fucking a well-used, a well-worn uh, MAGA hat <laughs> with no mask. <laughs> yeah, he was he was probably about 70 years old. Yeah. Looked like, uh, like you said, well-worn mega hat. So he wear, he wears this thing a lot, Jeremy. We've we've always commented that like we like a good well-worn hat because it just <laughs> it means you wear it everywhere. So you know yeah. maybe this guy shared those sentiments. Yeah, and not only did he not have a mask on, he was just kind of sprawled out on the train. Oh yeah, um, just just it just enjoying how much he didn't have this mask on and how how like little COVID meant to him or that he even believed in it. Yeah, um, right. So yeah, it's just like you know you see that. Of course, of course there was a guy like that on the train like jeremy's first time on the train in a year and a half and hey welcome back to the cta jeremy no yeah absolutely yeah it's uh it's um there's a way of um you know just being smacked in the face by the reality of of certain situations in the city in any big city and um yeah if you were to ask me like you know um what i was not like why i would why i was opposed to taking public transportation (laughs) You know, that would be on that would definitely be in the top three, I would say. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so when we when we got downtown, so we were taking the green line. Um, uh, so we got downtown uh, into the loop and the train still had to go to the socks are on the south side of the, uh, the downtown. So we were uh, train got to about downtown and these two these two girls got on. And one of them, for all intents and purposes, was was basically naked. Yeah. She had on like a bikini top and shorts, and that was that was it. But yeah. it did not did not leave very much of the imagination. I don't know what the occasion for that was. Right. Yeah. So like you know, in summer in Chicago, like you know, there's a lot of um, music festivals that happen. Like Lollapalooza is based here. If you if you go if you're around downtown the weekend of Lollapalooza, you're gonna see basically like twenty year old girls like in bikini tops and like you know skirts or like or jean shorts basically. And she, this girl looked like she was, um, heading to Lollapalooza. Um, if she was, she's about two months too early. Um, <laughs> so she'll just be wandering around downtown in the interim, I guess. But yeah, it was like, it was a white, like V cut, like swimsuit top. And yeah, it was, and I was like, so I was like, I was actually staring at the, the mega guy. <laughs> I kept looking over at the mega guy. I, I don't know why. I just wanted to see like his full face. Um, <laughs> And I was looking and it was like my, the, the direction that I was looking was right in the in the like pathway of the doors of the train. Um, and like this girl like walked, stepped right on right into my field of vision and was was facing me. And I was just like it was, you know, just as I was, um, you know, smacked in the face by the MAGA guy. This was like, you know, turn turning the other cheek and um you know, this, this girl was like, it was like, like, boom. And I like, I kind of like recoiled because it was just so like, it was just so much overload. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, um, but, and yeah, and, and seemingly no, no seeming like occasion, like, uh, it made no sense. I don't know what they were doing. It was not like, also like if they were going to the beach, like it was already like twine, it was already like, you know, like five thirty PM. It's like, 
the they they missed that boat and it didn't look like they came from the beach so i don't know what the hell was going on there no and there was another there was a guy on the train too you know he was about our age maybe a little younger jeremy but you know he had he had earbuds in he was just kind of looking at his phone but you know they got on these girls were on the train for about five minutes a couple stops and they got off and when they got off the guy went man that girl was fine as hell like (laughs) yeah and then like there were two other girls sitting by us who heard him say that and like they started laughing uh it was funny it was a good way to cap that that incident yeah for sure and so like there you go like on the train for couldn't have been more than like 15 minutes um and then just those two occurrences and that's like i don't know man either you uh like that stuff and you embrace and that's why you like the city or um, it, it's, you think it's mayhem and that's why you don't live in the city. Like I'll, I'll take either explanation, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's just one of those things. And, uh, so, um, so yeah, so we, we eventually made it down there without much more incident. Um, uh, but you know, speaking of like one, just one of those things, um, when you do go to the White Sox game and you do get off the train and you cross like the express, the, the bridge over the expressway, um, there are guys who are selling like soda and water bottles we've talked about them before uh they're selling peanuts and stuff uh sometimes hats and just knockoff jerseys or whatever um new new to the menu <laughs> new to the menu for 2021 beer <laughs> <laughs> so the, there's guys with the coolers and like now and uh, honestly yeah no, they, they they definitely had regular beer they also had like twisted tea and i think they had white claws yep um and we were trying to get like so we were I mean that okay so you know I think like on one hand it's cool that people don't bug these guys and let them like kind of make a few extra bucks by selling like water to people and like and they like and honestly the prices are still fairly reasonable like you know it's like a two bucks a bottle for water or whatever and like um, I don't even know soda's probably like a buck a can or whatever which they're still making money when you do that and like it's cheaper for the consumer than buying it on the outside. Um, beer, I would have to say is, is kind of in a different class because, um, you know, like, uh, (laughs) there's like restaurants that like maybe serve beer and don't have a liquor license and they get like fined heavily by the city or shut down. And so, so for a guy to be selling it out of a cooler, uh, I'm not sure if he's checking IDs. I'm not sure what's up with that, but (laughs) that seems like kind of like a new step. And, um, and I, again, more power to them. They're making money and people are, it's like, everyone's happy. Like they're making money. People are buying beers for cheap. Um, but I have a feeling like that could be a, a finable offense maybe. Yeah. It, I mean, and Jeremy, you bring up the whole check and IDs thing. Like if they sold, you know, this booze to minors, yeah. um, I, I would think maybe they could probably go to jail for that one too. Yeah. Um, contributing to the delinquency of minors. Yeah, so I, I, but like you said, um, you know, if we go to a White Sox game one time and those guys haven't been shut down yet, um, they were selling like three beers for $10. So you're like, yeah, we should just like, you know, uh, each buy like three beers and just pound them um, before we get it, before we get in the park. Because, hey, three beers is going to be 30, 30 bucks in the stadium. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, that's, that's funny, Jack. I, I did suggest that we did. We were talking during the game about that, and I suggested, yeah, we should just do that next time we go to a game. Um, I was thinking, like, yeah, you know, we'll each do one, and then the, the third one will kind of like, you know, I, I'm fine splitting the third one. I, but Jack's down for getting three each, so okay, I'll, I'll make a note of that. I'll de- make sure to clear my schedule the next day. Um, but uh, but yeah, for sure, uh, I'm down. I'm down with that. But uh, well, I, yeah. I I don't. I just don't understand it, Jeremy. I have nothing morally against it. But there's so many cops 
around the stadium. Sure. Yeah. I just I don't I don't understand how that hasn't been shut down yet. Yeah, I mean, listen. If again, there's there's worse things going on in the, in the world. Like if if the cops don't mind these guys like doing this, like, um, I think it's I think it's okay. Yeah, I'm I don't necessarily have anything against it. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, but but yeah, you would think it would get shut down, and uh, we'll see by the time we go to the next game. Well, the even better than the guys selling beer was the, the guy. The, there was another guy as you got closer to the stadium. So after after we crossed the expressway and we were starting to get onto the ballpark grounds, um, there was one guy and he had his own little souvenir stand. And his souvenir stand consisted of a T-shirt that he was trying to sell, a White Sox T-shirt, um, and three bobbleheads. And he was selling three Tim Anderson bobbleheads. And he was selling these bobbleheads for forty dollars a piece. Oh God! Is that what he was asking for those? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One bobblehead, forty bucks. Wow. Jesus. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know. It's it's like you're running the gauntlet, like getting off the train, and if the train wasn't bad enough with fucking MAGA guy and and you know boobs lady, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you're running the gauntlet of like like vendors and 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 people hawking their goods uh, as you walk down 35th street uh to the stadium um yeah the guy had three three bobbleheads and a shirt and like some like i feel like it was like a bootleg white socks like jersey or or jersey or whatever and uh yeah it was um it was not the most impressive offerings um and uh yeah so i i don't know if i wonder if he made any sales i'm not sure who's looking to buy a tim anderson bobblehead on their way into the stadium um <laughs> uh, you know because they're gonna be carrying that around and answering questions of like from people like oh i didn't know it was bobblehead day and it's like no i bought it from a guy on the street and like you did what, <laughs> like how much was it i'd rather not say no seriously okay 40 bucks oh my god you know whatever so that you know i would just assume just head home, go to eBay, and have them ship that directly to the house. But, as yeah. as somebody who um, has experienced flipping bobbleheads, would you say forty dollars is a good price for a Tim Anderson? Man, that's pretty steep. I mean, like, yeah, you know, i I haven't um, I haven't uh, flipped bobbleheads in a couple seasons, I guess. But um, I mean, the whites, the Cubs ones get pretty steep. I would say, yeah, but. Um, it seems to me like that's a little steep for a Tim Anderson bobblehead. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe like forty with shipping. I guess I know it's kind of a pain in the ass to ship those things because they're kind of a, a weird size. But but yeah, um, I would say that's um, that's a bit. I would I would try to talk that guy down a little bit. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe his. I don't know if his prices are negotiable. But, well, that's, uh... that's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we, as we got in the stadium, you know, we got in without issue. Um, some, some guy said something weird that I didn't hear as we were walking <laughs> up the stairs. What, what did he, what did he say? No, well, Jack, I'm just, as we're like running through, we were just getting started here, folks. But like, I'm like, man, this fucking White Sox games are fun, fucking fun to go to. If you don't really care about baseball or anything, like if you're just like fucking around, like there's... <laughs> There's just fucking it's a car. It's just a circus. I mean, this is something we've established over like the three years we've been doing this podcast. But like this is funny to just fun to recap. And like I, I fucking missed this, man. Yes. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And so, yeah. So so right right off the bat, um, you know, if that if all of that stuff wasn't enough, we, we haven't even gone. We haven't even stepped foot in the stadium yet. Um, we do finally go. We, we get um, we go through the turnstiles, whatever. Um, 
we're starting like there's like this big kind of staircase when you when you go through if you enter like the first entrance you pass by on 35th i know a lot of people like walk towards the stadium but this is a weird one where you walk over like a uh like a overpass sort of thing uh, like a sky tunnel uh going above 35th into the stadium uh so there's a big staircase that you like walk uh, walk up to to go up there so we get in usually you kind of like you have to like empty your pockets i guess still at the white Sox, they're still making you empty your pockets um and so you kind of like step to the side, you get everything. It's like going through TSA, like at, on a flight, just make sure you gather all your stuff, put it, put it back in your pockets and gather yourself and just start heading um, to the seats. So we do that. We kind of like get ourselves kind of situated and this like this fucking skinny, like White Sox kid, uh, White Sox guy, like in his probably early twenties, um, kind of like squ- like kind of scoots by us. So apparently didn't, ha- he didn't have to like situate himself. Like he probably left his fucking wallet on the table, like by security. Cause he seemed maybe anxious to get into the stadium or whatever. Um, but he kind of like, like kind of scurried past us. And I heard him, I just heard him saying like, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what he did. I don't know what he did. Like he was, it seemed like he was by himself. I was like thinking like, is this like a, song lyric or something that he was saying but like he seemed like super like uh excited it seemed like a little kid running into the stadium like i can't wait to see the grass and the batting practice and get a foul ball but he he seemed like he was like i don't know he he kind of like had like a uh like kind of like a a hip-hop vibe to him or something but he just ran by us and was like i did i did i did (laughs) Yeah, that almost almost sounds like uh, like some Matthew McConaughey would say, you know, I did, I did, I did. Yeah, right. It's like it's Matthew. It's like a prepubescent Matthew McConaughey or something. <laughs> this, this kid was, or like a you know non he a, a Matthew McConaughey if he never discovered what weights were or something, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, so so that was funny. Maybe maybe he was um maybe he was starting. You know, this was the kickoff of like his white boy summer. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so that happened. So we, so anyway, so we get to the top of the stairs and usually it's just like walk right in and out like the wind, like you just breeze right in, uh, to the, to the stadium. Um, but there was actually like, once you got up to the stadium and you kind of go to like, you kind of get up to the top of the stairs, you go straight and then you're in the 100 section of the stadium, like the, the, the ground floor. Uh, but there was like a, there was a log jam, like a bottleneck like there as well. So we kind of figured it. We realized that they're actually like checking tickets. So White Sox never check tickets uh, other than maybe, I guess, if you go to like uh, a featured game like Cubs Sox or Cubs. Well, we've gone even Cubs Yankees and they don't give a shit. <laughs> so, um, no, if, if you tried to sit in Jerry Reinsdorf's box, they might check your tickets. But yeah, like, right. You know, you can usually just sit uh, unless you get crazy with it. Like you can usually sit just about anywhere you want. Yeah, I would say, you know, if you did go to. If, if even if they didn't check uh, for Larry for uh, Jerry Reinsdorf's box, you know Harold Baines would probably be sitting there or something. So you'd have to find you know go to Plan B. But like, but yeah, so they were they were actually checking for for tickets at the 100 level. It turns out that these tickets we got like they were not good by any means. But I was like, they're they were better than the worst ones that we were trying that we were thinking we were going to be saddled with. Um, so we were at least like kind of like online with the with the foul lines, but we were like in the furthest corner of the stadium as it turns out but so you know normally we sit in the 100 level it's kind of a polarizing thing because jack i think some of our craziest experiences we've had at um white Sox games have actually come in the 500 level in the in the upper deck 
um, which is great for the podcast. But then, you know, it's also, you know, we've we've also seen plenty of, of shit in the 100 level and we've gotten a better view. So, you know, you kind of weigh those two things out. Um, I've always wanted to kind of try to get back up to the upper deck for the podcast. And so this was a good chance to do it. And we certainly encountered just a bunch of boneheads as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we kind of just kind of decided to just roll with the, the enforcement there and not kind of, you know, um, rock the boat. And so we just, we kind of just bypassed that and headed right up to our seats in the 500 level. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't get into the 100 level or the 300 level. It'll be interesting to see what happens when the stadium goes back to hundred percent capacity, if they're still going to, um, kind of police it like that. I couldn't imagine. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of think they will because the team is good and they're going to be selling a they'll be selling more tickets than they usually do. Um, so we might have to wait until the team sucks again Dude, before we maybe, were able to get down there. Maybe man, but like I don't remember what year it was twenty. What uh, did they make this playoffs in what twenty thirteen or fourteen? I don't. I'm not sure. Or maybe they I, didn't make the. Playoffs, I think but. the last year they'd done it before uh, twenty twenty was two thousand eight. Okay, so they were yeah because I actually think they had just fallen out of first place. But I was there, Jack. One of those years when they finished second, maybe to the Indians, maybe or something. Uh, it's like it was the last week of the season. They were like tied. They were like a half game behind first place, and the stadium was like there was like twenty four thousand people there. <laughs> it's like I don't know what can make people go to the the, the park, but contending is not is not the like the the threshold. So like I I don't know, man. I I you know we'll we'll see, but I I would bet that they're not checking it you know sure well we'll uh, we'll find yeah we'll find i guess we'll find out the next game we we go to um yeah. so one problem though um that because the 100 level was closed and we don't usually go up to 500 is that uh we weren't sure exactly where to find the fan services stand um so they still don't sell scorecards there so we right. had to go to the fan services stand to get a scorecard um, so we asked some ushers once we got to the 500 level. Um, there were these two two ushers um, by one of the sections. And so we asked them, and they were super nice, and they pointed yep. it out. Um, so they pointed us in the direction um, of the fan services on that level. So we went over there, and there was an old guy who went up to fan services right in front of us who asked them for a scorecard, and they gave him one. So that's how we knew we were going to get a scorecard. Um and you know, Jeremy, uh, it, it's must—it's been—it's become a known thing, I guess now among people who go to White Sox games who score games that you can get a free scorecard at fan services. I'm sure, like the ushers are in, or the people who work in the uh, can, uh, souvenir stands are instructed to tell people to go to fan services if they sure. want a scorecard. Um, well, but it, it well, actually, yeah. you know, they—they they, but they still sell the yearbooks with the scorecard in them i think so do, oh so do the programs or the yearbooks have a scorecard in them yeah because remember the first game when they got rid of them we ended up buying those those fucking yearbooks that were like that's five right. bucks each or something that's right yeah. yeah i mean so i and i assume you can still get those at the um uh souvenir stands like the the more like official souvenir stands but but yeah like you know and even at, at uh wrigley like they don't have those scorecard the old guys like selling the scorecards Obviously, the White Sox haven't had it for well. I don't. I don't even fucking know. I. I think. I think like in 2019, the White Sox still had those guys, but they were just selling yearbooks. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it makes no sense for the White Sox. It's like they could just make a. They could print these scorecards and sell them for a dollar or even two dollars or whatever. But no, they don't do that. But instead, they still print them and they're free at fan services, and they probably <laughs> throw out half of them because 
only like a fraction of the people know to go and get them. Like it's like me and Jack and then no one over the no one under the age of like 80 80, you know. I don't know. So so whatever. So so yeah, so we 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 got there and then we were like we we were like got up to the 500 level, we were fine, but then we were like, "Oh shit, like the fucking scorecards." And um now that we know that like they have these these scorecards on the 500 level and the 100 level, it's like it's even more of a reason to think that they're probably throwing half of these out. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 like a snake eating its tail, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And it, it, it's even nicer this year. The scorecard is improved. Yes, um, yeah. Because they now they 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 print the lineups. That's another story. But they they print the lineups out for you, and they also give you all of the stats. Like off to the left of the guy's name, they give you all of his stats: average home run, RBIs, OBP, slugging, and OPS. Everything you could want to know. Yeah. Um, they give you the entire roster, um, including the coaching staff. They tell you who the umpires are. They have the date listed, what game number it is. They even tell you who the official scorer is. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's great. It's like the best scorecard I've ever seen. It is. I mean, I think, you know, I think that that's what they give out to like the press box, like the people yeah. in the press box and stuff. Um, but like, yeah, it, it's like, it's everything you want. And it almost, it's almost more than you want because there is a bit of a, um, you know, there's a bit of a kind of a rite of passage or a tradition to actually like fill in your scorecard yourself, you know. Um, but I, you know, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind it filled in for you. Um, when I'll put an asterisk by that. I don't mind that when it's filled in when the information is actually correct. <laughs> yeah. The so the the Rays lineup was uh, all all good. But the White Sox lineup was completely fucked up. Um, <laughs> there were five. There were five screw ups in the yeah. White Sox lineup. Now I don't know if Tony Larusa like handed the the official the press box guys one scorecard and then he changed it right before game time. Mm. But not only were the uh, yeah everything everything was messed up. Jeremy five spots in the lineup. So so we had to actually cross off the name that was typed in. Uh, the name and the number and the position and and rewrite all that stuff, which took up space and it made it look messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, you know, it's um, what what looked to be um, cool was was flawed slightly. Um, if you if you've listened in past seasons, like the White Sox uh, information just always seems to be off somehow. Um, the, the information, like the stats on the score or the facts or whatever on the scoreboard, seem to be just kind of off sometimes. And uh, so, why would the pre-filled out lineup card be any different? And in fact, it wasn't. And yeah, five five <laughs> batters. I'll say that at least the, all the same batters were there. Like right, it, like they just had the order wrong, um, which further complicates things. Like if there was like a last minute scratch, I could see that happening uh, where where it's messed up. But but yeah, that was just it was just wrong. And yeah, theoretically, this is what they handed out to the press box. So the press, so like you know, someone writing for WhiteSox.com or for the Tribune, like also had the same bad information that we did. So. <laughs> well, at any rate, um, Jeremy, I do I the, another satisfactory scorecard though. It's easy to write on, not like the crappy glossy one they had. So yep. I guess we'll, we'll we will continue to reap the benefits of uh, of these free scorecards. Um, another fun thing about the White Sox games, and they do this a lot more than they do at Wrigley Field, is that they show the fans a lot on the scoreboard. They do. They did. They took a moment to like just show fans like before the game even started. Um, you know, like they, they did it for a minute or two, um, just showing like different groups of people and waiting for them to see themselves on the board and react. And, um, 
you know, and it's 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 not I you know the fans get a, a charge out of it for sure. Um, but but especially like you know it's like if you're gonna do like kiss cam or something, obviously you have to show fans. Um, but to just show fans to show fans is seem it's nice, but it's a risky proposition considering just the risk of someone you know making a, a blowjob, you know, uh, pantomime or something. Right. Or I, well, whatever. we've seen we've seen a jerking off pantomime. So yes, you know right. that uh, other things are not out of the question for sure. It seems like they're just asking for it. Um, one kid did like that. Like, um, I just heard about this, but it's like a TikTok thing where like you put your forearm out and like you, you touch, you like dab your, like, you like tap your fingers on like your, your elbow, like, like the crook of your arm. Like, I think it's supposed to like signify like having like stacks of money, like all the way up your arm or something. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. It's, it's stupid, but it's also, um, indicative of teenagers i guess are we um, jeremy are, are we on tiktok we're not i know we're not on tiktok maybe we should maybe we should get on that i i reserved our name jack uh so did we, you really we, yeah 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 so so we i think we're like rain delay pod on on tiktok but uh, okay all right so um, follow us on tiktok folks for all yeah. the good all the good content follow us and wait for that first post to drop uh, yeah. <laughs> um so uh before the game um they showed a fan and his name was Vinny Hickey. And, yeah. uh, you know, he was the guy whose job it was. was uh, He had a, a microphone, and he said, play ball. He was the guy yeah. who did that. Um, for, first of all, Jeremy, he was uh, – hey, I, I felt sorry for the guy. I'll say, I'll say sure. this. Yeah. Um, because I wouldn't – you know, if you asked me to do that, like if they came up – I mean, okay, I probably would because, you know, because for the podcast. Well, yes. But if it was like if I was just at a game with my family or something and they asked me to do that – there's no freaking way I would be like, yeah, sure. I'll say play ball like on the scoreboard. No, I would never want to do that. That's embarrassing. You, there's no for anyone who might say like, oh, wow, what a cool guy. He got to say play ball. There's at least 500 people who are going to make fun of you, like find something <laughs> to make fun of you for. It's like, oh, my God, that's that guy said play ball instead of play ball. What an idiot. You know, like whatever, like you're under the microscope. Um, so Vinny Hickey was not given, you know, any graces like by the White Sox by putting him in this position. I'll also note too that it's like I thought that most teams let little kids say that, <laughs> but Vinny Hickey is about as old as his, he sounds. He was like a forty-year-old like like Southside goofball <laughs> who probably is his, it was his dream. He probably appreciated it more than a kid for sure, but he was a grown-ass man. And saying play ball and like it's just it was weird i don't know but uh god bless Vinny hickey um i have nothing i have nothing no ill to say about the man um but uh but yeah just uh, a tough spot to be in as a grown <laughs> um okay so uh we get up to our seats we've been there for a little while and uh at first i was a little worried jeremy because it was a little bit barren um uh, a little sure. desolate up in up in that area but uh oh the seats started filling in they they certainly did did. um so there was a group in front of us and uh you know um uh so it was like a guy and presumably his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and then they were eventually joined by three other people now the girlfriend and the three the dude was white and the Mm -hmm. girlfriend and the three other people um uh, looked to be latino um and so and like the girlfriend was like introducing uh this her her boyfriend to these other three uh people 
who had come in. So it was almost like a uh, situation where it's like, oh, this is the first time that like, you know, her family or whatever is meeting the boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and the boyfriend was, he was a friggin' nerd, Jeremy. <laughs> he was pretty nerdy. And like, yeah, you just kind of felt that dynamic of like, you know, I don't know. It was just like the, the family was like, all right, whatever. Like we'll, we'll meet this guy, whatever. But, uh, he seems kind of, he seems kind of lame. Um, and, uh, and yeah. And so like, I mean, it's kind of funny. He was, he was definitely trying to like ingratiate himself and kind of like win them over, but in only like nerdy ways by like giving like kind of nerdy stats and delivered in a nerdy way too. Like, it's like, it's, it wasn't like sometimes like I'm fully aware of like, you know, saying something like ah, his ERA with runners on scoring in scoring position is, is sub two. And that's pretty good. That's, that's one b- below the league average. Like I realize that like, there's a nerdy like stats can be delivered in a nerdy way. So I've actually tried to like, like learn. I've tried to like teach myself a way to say it as cool as possible or whatever. Um, and I honestly, I think this guy actually was maybe even trying to do that, but like it just didn't, it just didn't work. So we'll get into that. Um, uh, one of the first things that, that kind of struck me about the family, which was kind of funny, was uh, one of the, um, the, the three who arrived later, she, um, she busted out uh, these like snack size bags of, of planters peanuts to everybody, which was pretty funny. <laughs> I, did not, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like she like it was a whole thing because she like there was five of them total, right? She I think she had like five individual bags, like the long bags that you get at like Seven Eleven for like maybe they're like two for a dollar or something or sure. whatever. Um, and uh, she she had them. They they had a whole conversation about like, could you bring these in? And I think she snuck them in. But then I think people were like, no, you could bring those in. And she's like, well, I don't know, whatever. I just I just snuck them in. And uh, yeah, so everyone got their own individual bag of of planters, which was nice. Um, I actually don't know if she had five. It would actually be funny if she only had four and like there wasn't one for the boyfriend. <laughs> um, but uh, but I don't know. I didn't I didn't keep track of it. But she definitely had more than three. So she she passed them down the row. Um, and then they did have like a conversation about if it was okay to bring them in. Um, but, uh, one of the, the, the conversations they had, um, so Lance Lynn was pitching and like we said, uh, you know, he, he was coming into the game, uh, with, uh, the lowest ERA in the American league. Um, a guy now, Jack, I don't know if you heard the first thing that the guy said, but he was, he was trying to explain to the family First, we should also mention the guy was wearing a Jordan White Sox jersey. Yeah, really... a 45 Jordan White Sox jersey. Yeah, it's really apropos of nothing except for the fact that maybe he's a nerd. Like, it's like he's so nerdy that he's like, I'll get a Jordan jersey or whatever. And, like, I bet he wears that to Bulls games, too, if he goes to Bulls games. But we should mention that the the, the three people who showed up were seemed also, like, White Sox fans. Like, it didn't seem like they didn't know what was going on, right? But, like, this guy was, like, trying to explain things to them. Um and uh, he said something about Lance Lynn, and he said like, "I like him. He's like any. I don't. I don't. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, Jack? Do you know what he said? I think he said like, oh, he's real aggressive or something That's, like yeah, that.' Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. Because yeah, it was like a monosyllabic or it was a polysyllabic word it was like it was like either cerebral or and i that's not the word i would use to describe lance lynn but yeah aggressive okay that that sounds about right so he's like yeah yeah so he goes like uh lance lynn yeah i I like him he's really aggressive and then the one guy uh from the party of three who showed up later he's like he does what he feels like (laughs) 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 it's just like it's it's such a like 
it, it sounds like someone like like describing a main character of like an '80s sitcom or something. It's like, oh yeah, that's Zach Morris, man. He does he just does what he feels like. Like he's a bad boy, you know, like, or like he he's a loose cannon or whatever. Or like yeah, or talking about like you know like a cop movie from the '80s, like Hunter. Uh, he does what he feels like, you know, on the streets of L.A. or whatever. It's like, and so that's what that's what that guy's like. Um, addition to the conversation of Lance Lynn was uh, he does what he feels like. Yeah, at, at least he. I guess at least he yes ended this nerd a little right. bit. Um, but I, and and hey, like the this this was clearly this nerdy guy. Like when he when he was saying the thing about Lance Lynn, like this was his this was his gambit. That was his like <laughs> attempt to ingratiate himself with the rest of his family. I'm sure his girlfriend had like told those three people like, oh, like you know, you're gonna like him. He knows so much about baseball. Right, but yeah. you know what, Jeremy, I'm gonna go out and say it. Like this guy didn't know shit. This guy no. didn't know shit about baseball, man. This guy had never heard of Lance Lynn before he pitched for the White Sox. He didn't know who Lance Lynn was. Right, yeah. He doesn't know his uh, average perspiration, you know, um, <laughs> ounces per, per game. Um, no, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a guy who knows something, like slightly something about baseball, explaining to someone who – and there's no there's no evidence that these people knew less than him. Like, I no. I, I would have guessed that they probably knew more than him, quite honestly – um, cause so, they were not, they were not impressed with this guy saying this things about Lance Lynn. No, no, not at all. Like there was no, yeah, it, there was never really a, a moment where anyone was like, Oh wow. Really cool. Like interesting, you know, like not nothing. <laughs> there was, he was getting nothing and, uh, and rightfully so, I guess. But, but yeah. So, um, so I guess, um, this is what okay. So this is where things even like take a take a, a step up a little bit. I'll I'll just say this. I'll kind of like kind of like I don't really have a big intro for for this part, but at some point, a large group of like twenty something guys showed up behind us. I have to say, Jack, I didn't really notice them until this next thing happened. I don't know if you did. Um, if you did, if you did, feel free to like intro them a little more, but. This I feel it was like the the what we call in in screenwriting the inciting incident. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like so. So, so Jeremy, they they for me they just kind of seemed to materialize. Yes, out of, yeah. out of nowhere. I almost wonder if they came from like above us, like and not <laughs> walked past us or something, because I I didn't really notice them, and for for their overall impact uh, to our experience. You would have thought that they, we would have seen them coming in like a dust cloud or something, you know, like or just like whatever. Like I guess, yeah, I, I didn't really, it didn't really phase me when they came in. I, probably because we were already kind of focused on the people in front of us because we figured that would be the the source of entertainment for the night. But uh, they were quick, quickly overshadowed um, by everything to to the behind to the back of us. But the the the, the reason why we noticed them was okay because here. So here's the thing. Okay, so. They they they've they've since gotten rid of this at Wrigley Field because they're at a at hundred percent. But um, in these like kind of socially distanced uh, attendance uh, reduced capacity, um, the stadiums have been um, uh, experimenting with like delivering your food to your seat, uh, and you purchase food through the ballpark app, the MLB ballpark app, um, and so you can you can get the app, download it, um, buy something like from a menu right where you sit, pay for it. And then they come and they bring it to you. Um, so someone had ordered something. I don't know if it was a beer or a hot dog or whatever, but the guy who was delivering it 
seemed very proud of this uh, situation. Maybe because I guess they're getting tips for this. Um, but he had like the like the vendors like bucket like what they usually fill with beer or soda or whatever. He had that like kind of around his neck. He was had this like tray in front of him, and he delivered this thing. And he goes, he was like just about to walk back out of the down the tunnel and like out of our section. But before he did that, he kind of peeked his head out and he's like, "Hey, just so you guys know, we're delivering. We're delivering to the seats." You know, ballpark app, just use a ballpark app. And then, like, these guys behind us, they say, like, what, what, what are, what are you doing, what? And he's like, we're delivering food to the seats. Um, You know, just scan the QR code here. If you guys want to scan the QR code, I'll come over there. So, like, there's a QR code on this, like, bin that he has in front of him. So he brings it over to them, and he's like, yeah, yeah, just scan the code, we'll, and we order the food, and we'll bring it to you. And so these guys then start saying, like, Oh, so what, what do we get? Free free food? We get free food? What do you free beer? Can we get a free beer? Will you bring us a free beer? What about a free hot dog? Can we get it for free? Like, what would what, what, you get a discount? I, actually, first he said discount. Then they started going for free. And the guy's like, I don't know, man. He's like, just just order it and I'll bring it to you. Whatever. And like, and he's, and, and like, they're like, yeah, can we get like, like 15 beers or something? He's like, all I know. And then the guy, the, and they're just like. They weren't even really fucking with him. They were just fucking with themselves, which would be like the theme of their. Th- that would be what their thing was, which we'll get into. But the, the I remember the 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 guy said like, yeah, was, all I know is like you know, um, you know, I'll just have to I'll just have to see an ID for everybody. And like he was like he kept trying to like answer them realistically, but these guys were just complete just idiots. Um, and, but it, that's where it all started with this fucking guy with the ballpark app and, and like, so, so then, so then he goes around and then, and then like, I guess they're like, they start scanning their, they scan the QR code. So like, so he, he's, he's walking around, like showing everyone like this, this like bucket, this like bin, this plastic bin, and everyone's like holding their phone up to it, scanning the QR code, downloading the ballpark apps supposedly. And like, um, even though you have to have the ballpark app to, to fucking, use that's how you get in with tickets now is through the ballpark app so i don't know i feel like everyone there has to have the app itself um but uh but yeah so that was the whole thing like but then and then someone else caught wind of it and he was explaining it to them and they were scanning their they were taking their phone out and scanning the qr code and all this thing so that that took like a whole like like couple minutes like for him to go around and let everyone scan his qr code um, and then he finally left or whatever. But then, like, it, that's when, like, we became painfully aware of this group of guys behind us, like, two rows behind us. Yeah, Jeremy. Um, so they – it was about – it was, I guess, six guys. It was yeah. four four guys, but then two other guys who were in front of them. So the four guys were, like, two rows above us, and then there were two guys sitting in front of them who were kind of with them, but also yeah. kind of not, because it, it was later established that these uh, that these two guys were from like Louisville, and the other four yeah. guys seemed to be from Chicago. Um, so they were super loud uh, the whole game. Um, they kept one of them kept saying the word "fuck," like as if it was the first, as if he was in fifth grade yeah. and he realized that when he was unsupervised by his parents, he could swear and nobody would get you know, he wouldn't get in trouble. So he kept going like, "Yeah, the fucking White Sox, man! Like fucking Abreu needs to hit a fucking home run." And then I think somebody pointed out to him that there were children in this section, yeah. which there were. And yeah. then so instead of saying "fuck," he started saying "f," and he's like. Yeah, they need to get an F and home run. And, like, it, it turned into, for him, a big joke that instead of saying fuck, like, oh, look how much I say fuck. I actually have to just say F now. Yeah. Um, and but, I don't know which one of those guys it was. I have, no. a, I have a feeling I know, but I, I, don't, I don't know. 
I, I know it was it was really interesting. So like yeah, and and we were in the difficult situation where we could they were directly behind us, so we couldn't really ever really turn around to see them in action because it would either be it would either serve send one of two messages one that we were like giving them the side eye like hey knock it off which would you know can potentially lead to a confrontation um and also ending or potentially ending the situation which we didn't necessarily want it to end either because of uh material but either that it would send that message or like we wanted to get in on it with them and it's like we just you know we are uh the cinema verite of pod we were like podcast verite like like we're just like we want to be flies on the wall and like try you know we we've gotten involved you know plenty of times but you know i think the best way is to just observe all of this and report it back to you all um but uh but yeah so like so we never got to turn around we would see them like individually walk by like to when they were going to get a beer or like to go to the bathroom or whatever there was like one the first time we saw one of their faces it was this fucking clown guy with like he had a fucking derby hat on like a newsboy hat on and like i want to say like mirror shades and a vape pen and like the 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 hat was like i want to say like a dark like olive green with like tartan on it like he looked like a fucking joke he looked like a guy like who was dressed up in a bad halloween costume but i think that's who he is as a person um so cool um there was one kind of like kind of like scuzzy kind of like I would say I, maybe I should have just said White Sox guy because now I already said Scuzzy, um, but uh, he was just a guy with like a Bears hat or whatever. There was another guy with a Bears jersey, a Khalil Mack Bears jersey, um, and then there was like one guy who was just like nondescript, like he was just like a guy, and he looked kind of like you know there, like we said at the other at the Cubs game, like he looked like the loser of the group, like he had no like distinguishing marks to him. He just looked like kind of like a big dumb guy. Um, that's the guy who I think was saying fuck, but I, me too. Yeah. Okay. He had, he had to find some way to make himself stand out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he didn't seem like he fit in with the rest of the group because like the other, if we're talking about those four guys or even all six of them, yeah. five of them seemed like total frat guys. Yeah. And this, this guy seemed like he was like a, he'd be in fucking shop class or something like with the gearheads. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah, it's just, it's so, it's weird. Like the, it's just it the sad thing about these guys is that they were they were all kind of like it's like if you're going to be so bold and so like brash like it seems like you should at least do everyone else a favor by fitting into like a distinct group you know it's like okay oh you're a, you're a frat guy or oh you're a gearhead but like i actually feel like none of these guys fit into any sort of group which is like man come on fucking pick a generic like like label and be that person be like the the drunk guy or be like the frat guy or whatever like and then certainly that guy just had no like characteristics of like um you know like something that we could easily categorize these guys uh as but um but yeah so man so i don't even know what to say about the guy who kept saying fuck like he yeah it was like it wasn't even like funny or like i, I know that like there's a it's a joke like oh Jim, your mommy let you you know like leave the house and you, you found out you could you say the word fuck like it wasn't even like that it's like and like you know like people say fuck sometimes like like you know and sometimes people overuse the word fuck sometimes people are like say, like they get mad and they say fuck more than than normal this guy was just like saying it like 
almost like I'm thinking of like almost like impractical jokers when like you know they they make the guy he's like you got to say the word asparagus and you know ten times in this conversation and it's like he was like just saying fuck like so many times and like I just couldn't understand their motivation like sure they were very drunk but like I didn't really it's like they didn't seem like they were sloppy drunk it just seemed like this is who like it seemed like they were doing a bit but they weren't they weren't doing a bit like it was so hard to kind of wrap my head around but all I know is that yeah they were just saying like stupid shit for for no reason and like they would say like it was they would, they would say weird shit they would like a guy would have two strikes on him and he'd be like yeah sit down or whatever like you know like he like as if he had three strikes but he only had two strikes and then like the, a guy would get like um like they would throw they would do like a pickoff um uh, move to first base and the guy would dive back in you know safely and he'd be like yeah fuck you or something and it's like what i don't understand i can't follow this guy's like he's so all over the place like it was it was weird like it's that's about the best way i could i was like kind of stressing about how i could sum this up but that's he was doing weird shit like that like there would be a foul ball and he'd be like yeah fuck you like why because he hit a foul ball fuck him like what tell him like fuck him if he gets a base hit or something or whatever but like a, f- a foul ball he would say fuck fuck you too it, it was so weird yeah and i i really don't understand um just what what these guys relationship was to each other like right. I, I don't yeah. know if they were co-workers or like right. fraternity brothers or just you know college classmates or they lived in the same dorm or if they went all went to high school together i i don't know because the only things they were saying were like get a fucking strike out or like you know when like a pitch would happen that looked like a strike you know as if you could really tell from you know 300 feet away that we were they'd be like oh fuck you like to the um that was yeah. it those were the only things they were saying yeah yeah and just like it's just such gratuitous use of uh, use of of the f word like i mean talk about like something losing its meaning over time it's like it was it just made no sense it's like you know if you don't use the if you don't say fuck a lot and you then you, you use it like if you have a well-placed one it, it's it, it has like you know impact sometimes um but like it, it was just it's like if you if you like got like a manuscript or something and you're like you gave it to like a a, a writer and you're like Ad, add 400 fucks to this script you know and it's like okay um hey fucking dad bring me some fucking uh cereal uh i'm fucking hungry thank you fuck you know like it's like it was like it was it, it was it was like that it's like it's like this guy was like had to like hit a quota and was just like saying fuck it was so weird um but uh but yeah so 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 that happened that was just like that was kind of just like our general and first and general impression of these guys um but yeah they like didn't fit together like definitely that guy in the fucking newsboy hat was definitely weird um one guy at least was saying like he kept referring to his brother hey that's my brother whatever um so at least two of them were siblings but now that i think about it he he talked about the the brother was like vaping and the the fucking guy in the newsboy hat was vaping but i didn't i thought that the the totally nondescript guy was the the fucking scruffy guy's brother i don't know it i you know it'll remain a mystery for forever but we all we know is that these guys were completely dumb shits yeah, let's hope it remains a mystery. I don't want to. I don't want to ever see those guys again. Um, For sure. Uh, so the the two behind us. So the uh, the guys from Louisville um, were I, also. 
in their twenties. Yeah, go ahead, Jeremy. I, I and I that's that that's another thing that the two guys is like it was weird. Like I we don't know if they were together or they met at the park or they met on their way in or because like at some point I feel like the four guys disappeared and the two guys stayed, and I don't think they left together and like. At one point, the four guys, one someone in the group of four asked the guys in the group of two, like, hey, so where are you guys from, you know? And yeah. Like, yeah, so, like, it, it's clear, like, it was weird. Like, maybe one, maybe those two were a friend of one of the four, but the one guy was just meeting them. I don't know. It was it was weird. But, yeah, so the two guys were behind us. Yeah, Um. so those two guys, I could hear what they were saying pretty well. Yeah. Um. And so at some point, you know, they said they were from Louisville, but it seems like they've been in Chicago for a little while now because they – one of them brought up that he was at the game where Joe West broke the record. He was at the White Sox oh, okay. game. It happened at a White Sox game. Um, and so he was saying, like, yeah, yeah, I was at the game where the umpire set the uh, the all-time record for um, for number of games. Uh, oh, what was his name? Oh, what was his name? He was doing that thing where, like, you know, you can't Jesus. recall someone's name, and you're like, oh, what's their name? Like, Dude, if I gave you the first six letters of Joe West's name, <laughs> you still wouldn't be able to get it. And yeah. then, um, and and he, so he's like, you know, so the other guy was like, oh, and like, and so, so this guy was like, yeah, I was at the game, and they they were booing him, they were booing him, and then the, the his buddy was like, oh man, that's terrible. Pay your respects, man. Oh, like what? <laughs> like you got, you don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea what you're talking about. Pay your respects to Joe West. <laughs> like, hey, listen, at every company, there's a, a person who's been there for, like, 35 years, um, and they can't do their job anymore, but they're not retired, um, and everybody knows that, and, you know, they, that person is just kind of like an office mascot, you know, and I, the, the higher-ups are probably just waiting for that person to retire because they can't get rid of them because that would look bad. So this person right. just, 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 hang, <laughs> they just hang around. At every place of work, they have someone like that. So, um, so yeah, so that that's who Joe West is. That's who Joe West is. The, the MLB can't yeah. get rid of him. They just gotta hope that he's gonna that he's gonna retire. So uh, we saw it. We saw it, example one A that Cubs game where the throw beat the runner. So of course Joe West called called the runner out. Yeah. Um, and that's Joe West. And so that that's the guy you're asking uh, people to pay respects for. I am actually shocked that the White Sox fans were intelligent enough that they would boo Joe West. That's great. <laughs> That's great, yeah. but it's like this. You don't know what the. You don't know. Like I wanted to, to turn around to those two guys and be like, you know what, guys, you're not baseball fans, and you're never gonna be baseball fans. You're just there's too much. There's just too much. You got too much catching up to do. Um, so Jesus Christ, man, I just uh, unbelievable the fucking ignorance, man. I, I and it goes back to th- this whole thing with like. I don't know, and, like, you know, Jack and I are both in, like, the comedy world, like, and stuff, and, like, you know, I, like, you know, I've written some things in my day, and, like, I like to put in obscure references sometimes, and, like, I've give, been get I've been given notes before, like, oh, this might be too obscure or whatever, but, like, to me, to me, and, like, I, I know that to an extent, like, sometimes it's showing off, like, hey, I know this, like, let me just put this in here, to me... I take those things as like a chance to do my own research and educate myself a little bit. Yes. And, and like, and, and I, I don't know. I, I like, I like that. Like I, I, um, I, I find it, I, it's a little challenge for myself and, and I think that it's probably a good thing to like 
want to like to have a thirst for knowledge and try to try to like educate yourself and there's a fucking thing called the internet that has every fucking information piece of information out there so it's a, it's a lot easier than it used to be um to to do those kinds of things so like would these guys not would it not occur to these guys that like oh they're booing them oh i wonder i wonder why they don't like them there must be something that happened <laughs> maybe i'll google it and find out or maybe I'll just assume that they're all crazy and they just don't respect this guy who has set this record. Like, fucking, you have your phone, right? You were probably on your phone half the time anyway. Just fucking Google, like, what the fuck is, why do people would be booing this guy? Like, that's crazy. That's so crazy. Man, show your respect. It's like, how about you question why they would be doing it in the fucking first place, you dolt? <laughs> like, Jesus, man. That's crazy, but to, to, I mean, and listen, if you don't give a shit, then fine, then don't give a shit. But but why are you you're 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 talking about it? You're like like analyzing what happened. Just fucking Google it and find just fucking find one piece of information that would maybe lead you to the to the conclusion of why people were booing him. Not to mention the fact that isn't it just public knowledge that fans usually boo the umpires anyway because of whatever call like. You, and even right or wrong, they they get mad. The umpire is like public enemy number one. It's like that's I think that's kind of a known thing. It's like I don't know, man. Like it's so weird. But anyway, Jesus. Yeah. Well, it, I guess it, it set the sort of the precedent for me because that was one of the first things I I heard from those guys just <laughs> nice. about their you know their overall knowledge levels. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I we can take a slight detour from them, but uh, this you know this was a running theme for the whole game. Um, but uh, it's just so yeah. Let's we'll take a let's all we can all take a collective breath here, and <laughs> don't worry, we'll get back into roasting these guys more later. Um, one thing, honestly, Jack, I was not thinking about this that much, but um, I you know I think again if you know if this if we, if we could call this podcast an empire, you know we would say that we've built our empire not just shitting on the White Sox, but shitting on the in-game presentation. Uh, yes. of the White Sox. And so I honestly can had kind of forgotten about those things. And like, I wasn't, that wasn't one of the things I was like, you know, looking forward to like, or like priming myself for coming back to the game. Um, but then, you know, clearly there, there's, there is plenty of things to, to talk about there as well. Uh, the first of which was just kind of like, a, 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 just, a, I would, I would categorize it as White Sox sad. You know, there's there's White Sox dumb, there's White Sox wrong, there's White Sox uh, just missing the mark, and then there's White Sox sad. And so this was White Sox sad, where, like, they were, like, doing, like, you know, so-and-so, like, they have a an in-game host uh, woman, um, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know her name, but she's been, she's definitely been there, she was there in 2019, I think she's like the the person behind uh, Scott or whatever that guy's mm-hmm. name is. Um, so she was like in. She's like we have uh, you know Jane in section two thirteen, um, and what are we what are we cooking up tonight or something? And she's like, well, you know, we have a uh, fresh squeezed lemonade, and uh, and hey, what else do you say about lemonade? Like, oh, it's so sour. I don't know. Like, so it was just like. You know, it was like lemon shake up or something I've heard it called before, but it's just like the lemonade and like the big fucking thing, which is probably has like fucking, you know, one pound of sugar in it. Um, but, you know, what, what do you say about lemonade to like get people to buy it? So they were just like, yeah, you, you get it and you, you shake it up. And that was it. That's like, that's it. That's it. That's all you can say about lemonade. Like, I guess ice cold lemonade or like, 
I don't even know if you want to use sweet as like a selling point for, for lemonade, but it was just like, that was, it. it's like, yeah, you shake it up. Okay, cool. I'm going to get right on that. You know, what, what section was that again? Let me, let me just bust my ass down there and get some lemonade so I can shake it. Um, it, so it was white Sox sad. It's like, it stops trying to sell us lemonade, man. Like it's not, it's not, it's not moving. It's not moving anyone out of their seats to. to no, to man. And I, I could see if you were going to try to, you know, uh, sell like them, the, the big nacho helmet or something like that. Sure, like that, yeah. that's, that's a, uh, an experience right there. Eating one of those, or even, you know, the Polish that you would get later in the game. Like yeah. those, those, those are things that are actually good. But lem- lemonade is, is lemonade, man. Um, yeah. you know, and uh, Hey, white Sox sad, Jeremy. I like it. Vinny Hickey. He was, he was white Sox sad. He was, he was, he was, um, definitely in that category. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. So, I, you know, very quick detour, as I said, because we're mm-hmm. right back to the guys uh, behind us. Um, one, of the, one of the recurring themes that they were saying, and again, another, like, example of, of just, like, the absurdity of, of, of them as people. Like, w- at one point, one guy said, um, and I assume it was the guy in the Bears jersey, as I would later see, because um, at this point, I don't think we had seen any of them. But um, but uh, one guy goes, he just out of nowhere, he's like, hey, wait a second. This isn't a Bears game. <laughs> and that was it. And like, listen, that maybe is kind of funny in some way. Maybe not from these guys, but maybe someone else that is saying that, like in the middle of the game, just at the right time, like if it was really quiet. <laughs> and you just said, hey, wait a second. This, this isn't a Bears game. And, and honestly, and you know what? I think I delivered it about as best as you could. You know, uh-huh. I don't even think this guy delivered it like that. He didn't <laughs> give that that pregnant pause that's necessary to deliver the joke. Um, he just was like, hey, this isn't a Bears game. And like, OK, maybe I could have gave him like kudos for that. But then they, he said it like three or four more times. Like he said it again, like like maybe like a minute afterwards. <laughs> and then he said it like they said it like three or four more times throughout the course of like the next like couple innings. And it's like, dude. Man, whatever you had there, you 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 blew it. You you lost it. You you ruined it. It's over. It's dead. You killed it. And now anything you had there is not is gone. It's just you, you lost it. So you you know how that joke could maybe be funny, Jeremy, is yeah. if it was if it was a Sunday afternoon White Sox yes, game, yes, but yes, the bear yes. the Bears were also playing a Sunday home game or at yeah. Soldier Field, and the person who said it was decked out completely in Bears gear with like bears face paint yeah. and they just in the middle of the white Sox game they just they stood up and and said that yeah. um that would be it'd be worth it to to dress up like that and <laughs> just just to make that joke that could potentially be funny yeah i could see yes for sure um uh this yeah just again any sort of nuance was lost there and honestly so i, I don't know i mean this is a overall thought about these guys i don't know if we should save it for like as a thesis do you have like a thesis statement on these guys or should i just i share think the one you're the, the one you have here is is pretty good so let's let's go with that one all right this this you know it, it doesn't take long to, to to reach the conclusion of these guys like as as a sum as a summary but like basically it's like these guys were just like doofuses like 20 something doofuses um and it's like I was just like I, I'm on the precipice of my 40th birthday here. Um, me and Jack talked about it a little bit on the on the way home. It's like these guys, these are the kind of guys who do not deserve their 20s. They don't deserve to be 20 years old. They should just go from like being like little kids to being like like 60 year old men. Like they don't deserve to have prime years of their life because 
what what are they doing with them? They're they're at the White Sox game saying fuck like five hundred times, like and just on a weeknight getting have each drinking like six beers. Yeah, yeah. There's no like they're they're not doing and they're not like yeah. It's like their behavior couldn't possibly attract any sort of woman whatsoever. Like they're they're just like they're wasting their like prime years of their lives that could have been, that could be used for someone like, you know, who, who could appreciate them. Uh, and it's, it's just, that's just a prime example. And of course they, they say youth is wasted on the youth and like never more was a better, uh, example of that than these guys. Like just completely, completely just wasting oxygen, wasting the space around them, like contributing nothing, only, only like, delivering a bad time to the, everyone around them. There's something that happened later on in the game that we'll talk about. Certainly like just not adding it. They don't add, they add absolutely nothing to the, the experience. They bring nothing to the table um, except for like just buffoonery. And it's like, how long is that funny for? It's like, I think Kings used to like kill the court jester if they didn't make them laugh, you know, it's like <laughs> maybe they weren't wrong, you know, because these guys would have been fucking, they would have been two pieces with a head in one spot and their body in another spot. <laughs> and and it would have been justified. That would be a situation where it's like, hey, the king got it right on that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like it, 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 it's it, it's 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 mind boggling. Um, but hey, again, at least it gave us some material and there's more, too. So we'll, there is there yeah. is. And I, I Jeremy, I, whenever those guys would get up to get beers, I can't believe how quiet it got right, uh, yeah. behind us. It was it was downright relaxing. Um, yeah. But you're right. There is, there is more. Um, so these guys and other people in the stadium, too. Um, uh, so every time a, Jose Abreu would come up to bat, people would chant, MVP, MVP. And I, these guys were doing it right away, but uh, the whole crowd got into it during one at bat. And Jeremy, I, <laughs> at first I was like, what, you know, why are they chanting MVP? This guy's hitting 261 right now like yeah. what, with eight home runs. But, I, okay, so it was for the last season – the 2020 season that he mm-hmm. won the MVP. Right. Um, usually, usually it seems like people chant MVP when they when they're like trying to make a case for a yes. guy to be the MVP. Yeah. Um, which is like what was happening maybe at uh, with Chris Bryant at one of the uh, the Padres game we went sure. to tonight um, with Jacob Degrom pitching against the uh, the Cubs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Oh, oh, was that happening tonight too? People it was. Were, uh, Okay. It was, and then he came out of the game after three innings with a short, with a shoulder injury. So Jesus Christ, man! Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that chant is usually reserved for when fans are trying to make the case for a guy to be MVP. Not like not halfway through the next season after the guy won it <laughs> during a during a fake season. Um, leave leave it leave it to White Sox fans to yeah. hold that MVP up as a holy relic. Um, yes. Here, let me let me tell you how stupid. That MVP is okay. Your mean Mercedes, who uh, you know, he, who is just uh, who has fallen off a cliff. I, he's probably under 280 at this point. You know, he was he was hitting like 350 through late May. He yeah. he would have if if it would have been the 60 game season, he would have finished in the top three in MVP voting. Yeah. Um. Yep. And now he's he won't probably won't even be in the majors a month from now by yeah. the All Star break. Uh. And so that's how that's how dumb. I I, I uh, say I say that they should not have named an MVP and a Cy Young Award winner. You're gonna name a Cy Young Award winner for 12 mm. starts? Um, r- ridiculous. I mean, hey, whatever. You know, th- whatever. They did it. But like, sure. let's you know, let's not uh, let's not make that big of a deal out of Jose Abreu's MVP. But of course, like, leave it to White Sox fans <laughs> to just to just like love this the fact that he won that MVP. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they should have been chanting current MVP, current MVP. <laughs> it's like, like a reigning MVP, whatever. It's just like, yeah. you know, uh, yes, of course. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if I think if there was any sort of like, you know, if the numbers 2005 appeared anywhere sequentially, you know, uh, they would have chanted a, you know, world series champs, world series champs or something. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's again, very white Sox. That's, that's like, that's white Sox sad and white Sox oblivious. I would say, you know, <laughs> definitely white Sox oblivious, I would say. Um, but yeah, so, um, so another thing that the guy, so the, you know, there's no shortage of topics that these guys got into. Um, one of them was like a Cubs fan. I guess it, it, it would turn out to be because they would like, they would like, of course, Hey, what would a white Sox game be without an, Un- completely unnecessary mention of the Cubs somehow. Um, the Cubs were losing the game uh, in New York at the time, um, but uh, but yeah. So like I, they were so, oh because they kept saying like Tim Anderson. They're like Tim Anderson, best shortstop in the fucking city or best fucking shortstop in the city. And then like one guy goes like the one guy I think it was the fuck guy was like he's like by Javi Baez sucks. And he's like Javi Baez sucks, right? Yeah, Javi Baez sucks. Fuck Javi, right? And like he was like, he was like, he was yelling it, but also trying to get approval at the same time, and it was just absurd. But again, just more of his bullshit. Um, so yeah, like yeah, that's right. Yeah, the best shortstop in the city. Like yeah, they they kept saying like yeah, Abreu. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best first baseman in Chicago, or like Baez, best first baseman in uh, or you know or Anderson, uh, yeah. Anderson, best best uh, shortstop in Chicago. So they kept they kept doing that. Um, and I think it was a it was sort of a dig at this guy who was the, uh, the Cubs fan. Right. Yeah. And- um, so Br- Brian Goodwin, um, is, is on the White Sox now. Um, and this is, uh, that, that was a, a new, a new development. He, he just, they just signed him uh, early, I think in May, but he just made his debut at the club a couple of days ago. He had a, had like five RBIs in his, his debut with the White Sox. Um, so yeah, he was the, he, he's all the rage now. I guess in uh, in Chicago, <laughs> he started at center field, but he had he had a good Twitter handle um, uh, and a good nickname. Uh, his Twitter handle was MLB Good, which is that's pretty clever. Yeah, I get. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he was trying. It was like you know trying to do that compound thing that like before and after thing. His his nickname is Be Good, which like yeah, I guess you know it's on one hand it's like just his first initial and the beginning of his last name, right? Um, but but like. You know, it does say be good, so I I think that was kind of cool, but it's also, better than J, J Lyles. Yeah, sure. Yeah, J Ly. You know, actually J Ly is not that bad, actually. But uh, no. I've heard worse. I'll say, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, but yeah. So be good. I thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny that they listed his Instagram handle, and like, I just wonder how many people saw that and went and went ahead and just followed, gave him a follow, because um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, he as good as you know five RBIs, whatever. I don't know. I don't know who's following this guy on Instagram, but um, but more power to them, I guess. Uh, but uh, it was just a funny thing. It's just like, yeah, I guess Brian. It takes going to a White Sox game to find out that Brian Goodwin exists in baseball. Um, <laughs> so good to know. Um, another respite from the guys in front, uh, behind us, uh, with the guys uh, in front of us. Go back to these guys. Um, at one point, um, I think it was like the nerdy boyfriend had like binoculars, maybe. And uh, or they they brought binoculars and they they let one of the like the the group the party of three in front of us like use them, and um, 
the guy couldn't get the binoculars to work. He's like, I, I can't get them. I can't get them. And like the guy said, like, oh, you got to like push them together to like line up the vision. And like, I, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever used binoculars, the ones that like kind of fold, but you have to like fold them into place. Like they fold up and put, you could put them in a case. And then when you, if you don't adjust them to your eyes, like you get like double vision basically. And so the guy like couldn't, couldn't get the, the binoculars to work, which I thought was kind of funny. He's like, Oh man, these don't, these they don't work. And it's like, you know, I don't think binoculars cannot work unless you like shatter the, the actual glass, you know? Right. Cause it's just glass. It's like, um, so I don't, I don't know, it's, but it's funny. He's like, Oh man, these things are broken or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does your does your dad bring binoculars to games? My dad does sometimes bring. But I I don't know. I I feel like I've given him enough shit about the binoculars that he doesn't do it. But like he he's been known to bring binoculars to games. Yes, for sure, hundred percent. Nice, nice. I feel like it'd be hard to watch a game through binoculars, but um... it's you know. And honestly, he yeah. You know, I I don't know. I now I kind of feel bad if I if I got him out of the habit of doing that because he does use them for, well. Honestly, I'm not sure what he's doing them for. And at Wrigley, like, who knows? There's, you know, if you can see out into the bleachers, I'm sure you can see some crazy shit. But, like, <laughs> um, but uh, he does sometimes, like, actually, like, look at the players and stuff. Like, he wants to get, like, a close-up of, the, like, the manager or something, you know? And so sometimes he'll, like, he will actually point out. And he's like, hey, look, there's Joe Madden or something, you know? And we'll look at him and it's like, oh, cool, you know? Um, and there's been some times where it's actually kind of been handy to have some binoculars real quick. But, like, um you know, I think it's not good to share binoculars because you have to like adjust them. And if you're trying to look at something really quick, like I have to like adjust mine and I wear glasses and it's like, do I take my glasses off? Do I put them on? Like, it, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of hard to share binoculars, um, when you have to like set them for your own eyes. But, uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the old man, definitely that's part of his uh, repertoire is the, are the uh, binoculars for sure. Um, so, uh, one of the white Sox experiences, uh, on the scoreboard, they do a similar thing to like, you know, the Bodie or Brian, when they ask him like, what's your beef with the white Sox? It's, it's this or that. So they'll give, they'll have a player. Um, in this case, it was Yuan Moncada. And then they just literally ask him like, do you like, uh, you know, the, the beach, beach. Or, or like, do you like hot weather or cold weather? <laughs> that um, was the worst one. yeah, that was the worst one. And so, you know, Moncada's answer to that was caliente. Um, so all the, all of his answers were in Spanish, which was kind of cool, um, especially for hey someone who's who's doing Duolingo sure, and currently yeah. has a ten day streak. So I, I knew I understood <laughs> understood most of the uh, most of the things that he was saying. Nice. But um, also his words were just it was just one one word answers to dumb yeah. questions. Like yeah. there there were some other ones like uh, you know well I, I guess like what what genre of music do you like? Um, yeah, like it was you know reggaeton versus merengue. Yeah, yeah, um, and he I said, think he like he like reggaeton. I, yeah, I don't remember, yeah, but he did. Um, yeah, the the options were not good. Like I, I don't feel like I found out a lot about Ioan Moncada through this game. No, or or like you know, or maybe it was meant to like learn more about him, and you just didn't because like like it's because he was answering like just one word. Like he would like smile sometimes, but like like I I definitely I I I definitely thought like I could read and which I probably could have guessed without even seeing it is like he was he was kind of amused by that cold or hot weather question because it's like who would pick cold weather i mean i i would actually pick cold weather but i'm i'm an you know i'm also a an, an asshole so um you know but uh but yeah like so there was that but yeah again just it it offers nothing to the table but it is it is a classic white Sox um bit that they brought back um uh for 
for the season. Well, um, hey, Jeremy, if you, if you asked if you asked David Bodie, uh, so yeah, what kind of weather do you like? He'd say, I like weather. You right, know? Yeah. So at, at least at least Moncada was a little bit committal to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll for give, sure. him, give him credit for that. Yeah. Um, the, just about this time, too, to the, the same guy who was having trouble with the binoculars. Um, uh, he was um, he, he kept pulling up his phone and like it kept going to Instagram. I don't know if he was trying to search Brian Goodwin to, to follow him, but he, he kept he kept opening his phone and it kept going to Instagram. And Jack, did you see this guy? Did you see no. when he was doing that? All right. So like, I don't know who, you know, and hey, you know what? To everyone, to each their own about who you follow on social media. Um, although it is public information, um, you know, I think people have gotten in trouble for certain following certain people. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of cam girls out there you can follow if you want on social media. Um, this guy, uh, his, his, I just, it's like he kept pulling up his, his, his phone kept opening to the same picture on social media. And it was like this, this chick, like again, barely like clothed, like, like wearing like just like skimpy clothing. And I don't know, like, I feel like if that showed up on my feed somehow and I was on the train, I would maybe try to cover it, you know, or something. Or, or yeah, or at a baseball game or something, just real quick, like, try to click your phone and make uh, make the screen black, you know? Yeah, swipe up, whatever. But it just kept popping up. He looked at his phone, like, four different times, and that picture kept popping up. And I'm like, everyone's seeing this, bro. Like, like you know, and, like, there was a woman with them. Like, I'm like, I don't know what the situation is there, but, like, it was just it just was funny that it just kept popping up and he seemingly either didn't really register it or didn't care or whatever but um <laughs> thought it was kind of funny um but uh but yes uh so so yeah so so then just to get back to like the people behind us okay well we should talk about a third party that was uh equally as annoying while while doing a lot less um, to our left and a row behind us. So the, 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 yeah, whatever. There were two guys behind us, directly behind us. But then to their left, there was like a, a younger guy and like a little kid. And I, I don't know if it was his son or like his like little brother or like cousin or whatever, but cause the guy looked pretty young, but like it's still, it, it, the kid was really little too. So it could have been his son, but like I couldn't really tell. Um, but it was a, a guy in his, he was also probably about like in his like early mid twenties, I would say. Um, but a little more docile, but he was doing the fucking annoying thing, which like you may hear sometimes at games. He was, he was whistling, but he was like the fucking like loud, like just ear, like drum, sh- like piercing, like bleeding out of your ears whistle like that. You would whistle like to a cab in New York city with a lot of like street noise or like if like someone was about to get hit by a bus, you would whistle. So you'd get their attention and they would, you know, maybe step out of the way of the fucking bus. But instead he was, you know, 400 feet away from home plate, like 200 feet in the sky, whistling at the ball, the, the gameplay on the field with, with no one's ears uh, relevant to the game, able to hear it except for like us, like who was sitting right next to him. Yeah, Jeremy, I hate guys who whistle like that, man. Um, you know, as somebody who tries to protect his hearing, uh, it's like it's like that that type of sound feels like it's gonna blow your eardrums out. Yeah. And and it, nobody nobody around you like likes it. How how could no. you be that obnoxious? And you're not you're not helping you know Yoan Moncada get a base hit if you're whistling like that. No. Um, so what the fuck are you trying to accomplish here? Uh, I, I didn't know where it was coming from. I thought it was those guys who were doing it, no. but I didn't. So I didn't know it was that dad. Uh, yeah. I, I would have absolutely looked back at him. 
Um, it's just it's just bullshit, man. That's just a that's just a fucking clown thing to do at a game. Yeah, it's absurd. And like and yeah, it's just all you're doing is like like injuring and not even just pissing off, but like injuring the people around you. It's like it's fucking crazy. And like luck and I was like the closest neck right next to him, although it doesn't matter really because it was yeah, I was probably getting everybody. There were a couple times where he did it and like the crowd was also cheering, so it kinda deadened that a little bit. But there were times where he did it and he was the only sound and it's like I can't I can't help but chalk it up to anything else but like just like the fucking like male desire to be heard or whatever. Like it's like I'm a man, like people need to hear me, so I'm gonna fucking whistle. It's like you fucking suck, bro. Like you you suck. And so one thing that happened, which was kind of funny, uh, in, in a sense, only because like one shithead doing something shitty to another shithead, um, the guys in the in the in the two rows behind us spilled a beer on on him, um, or and it got on the kid too, I think. Which I guess I feel bad for the kid because he's the innocent victim in all this. But like, for something bad to happen to the whistling guy, I suppose was like some sort of. Um, you know, it, it didn't even make me feel good because like it was done by these assholes. Um, but like, but yeah, they, so they, they spilled the beer on, on the guy and uh, I'll just I'll go ahead and say like, so that happened at some point. I don't know what inning it was. Um, at some point, like the guys left, um, and we thought that they were gone for good, but then this kind of the, the scruffy guy, the scuzzy guy, like came back with a hot dog and Jack, I don't think you, you didn't hear this part, but he came back and he came up to the guy and this, again, this, you know, this was like the one moment that had to happen to like make these guys like humans or whatever. Like you would, you would write this into a script. Um, <laughs> your script would already be rejected for too many fucks. Uh, but like he, he came back and he's like, Hey man, uh, I just wanted to uh, apologize again uh, for my, for my brother. Like he's a fucking drunk ass. Um, he's like, uh, you know, I, I feel horrible about spilling the beer on you guys. So, you know, I, I brought you this hot dog, you know, like I, I'm just really, I just feel really horrible about it. And the guy's like, hey, man, that's cool. You know, whatever. That's cool. Whatever. I, like, I appreciate it or something. Like, it's like, no, seriously, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry for my brother. Like, he's he's a he's a drunk idiot. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I just, I feel so bad. So, yeah. So, I just want you to have this. And he gave him a hot dog. And then the guy, the guy who gave the hot dog, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, uh, when I was a little kid, um, you know, he was like, you know, if I was um, bringing my kid to a first game and that happened, I, I would be so fucking pissed. And like if my kid felt bad about, you know, didn't like baseball because he got a beer spilled on him, I'd feel bad. And he's like, I understand. Like I when I went to my first game, someone spilled a beer on me and my dad went crazy on the guy and got kicked out. <laughs> he said that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we didn't necessarily get to see these guys in action, but we, we learned a little bit about their story, about their origin story, about being like a drunk idiot at a baseball game. This guy like had this kind of crazy story. Like, yeah, like he got spilled on. The dad probably went nuts and beat the shit. He's like, he got into a fight and he, and he got kicked out. We got kicked out. And like, so, so that happened. That's, this is guys origin story. So I, I don't think it, I don't think it changes my feelings about these guys at all. Like, it's like, it wasn't like a humanizing moment. It's just like, yeah, you guys still suck. But like, it was very, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, man. It like in, in, in the screenplay of this, like right after that moment, they would die. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah. 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 They would be struck by lightning or, or, uh, or like a you know a wolf like a monster would come out and like maul him to death or whatever. Yeah, or just struck by like a you know a, a Tim Anderson foul ball or something and and killed. I don't yeah. know. But... And then as he was dying, he would say, 
best shortstop in Chicago. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's good, man. I didn't hear. I didn't hear any of that shit, man. That's fucking awesome. I know, I know, man. We still got a ways to go here, but uh, we do, we do. We We should probably try to burn through some of these. Yeah, we could bullet point some of this stuff. So the two guys behind us, the Louisville guys. They had a bet going for Lance Lynn strikeouts. I don't know. Did you catch any of that, Jay? I, I did. I didn't really okay. know what they were talking about, but it sounded like either the guy was trying for fantasy baseball or strikeouts or something. Yeah, he he did a prop bet on probably like FanDuel or uh, uh, whatever, DraftKings. And like I think they, they he must have done like an over-under like eight strikeouts or like whatever. Like he, they, he needed Lance Lynn to get eight, eight strikeouts. And um, this was found out in the um, – the third inning maybe um and so lance lynn struck out austin meadows to end the third inning it was his fifth strikeout of the game and like they you know he struck him out and they were like yeah all right and like i turned to jack and i said never before i've been more upset about a strikeout uh, because he was <laughs> helping these guys get closer to winning some money um it would turn out he would go on to get to eight, seven strikeouts after four which is pretty good um in the fifth he didn't get anybody out he didn't strike anybody out uh, or in the sixth. So like, I think they're, or actually, yeah. So in the fifth, they didn't. So they were kind of sitting on seven strikeouts and if they needed eight, they were probably sweating it a little bit. Um, and he was kind of running out of steam. So, but in the, in the sixth inning, Zunino, um, was up and there were two outs and he struck him out to get, to retire the side and to get his eighth strikeout. And the guys like kind of went nuts. And so they must've hit their bet. Um, but certainly like, you know, a couple guys like us were just, rooting for them to lose money yeah 100 percent. actually after lance lynn got that strikeout too uh he he was pretty pumped yeah. about it as well so may, hey maybe he has some money on himself as maybe. well i don't maybe. i don't know um these these guys too again um uh above us the louisville guys at one point they saw tim anderson's obp and they're like oh 342 obp that's pretty good and it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not like God awful, but it's not, it's not something that you would say like, oh, 342, pretty good. Like they must've been thinking probably about like average or something. It's like, probably if he was like 382, I would say that's pretty good. You know, like 342 is, is, is non commendable. I don't know what the league average on base percentage is. It's gotta be actually lower than that. So he's probably, probably considering they say it's usually about 60 points above what the league averages. So Christ, okay. this year the the you know the on-base percentage might be like, you know, 300 the league average. Yeah, but that, that be, yeah. yeah, that being said, um Tim Anderson uh, is never a guy first of all who has been a good on-base guy. Um you know, he doesn't he doesn't take walks. I think it was 2019, he had 500 plus plate appearances and he only walked like 15 times. Yeah. So that that's part of the reason that Todd Steverson got fired as the hitting coach for the White Sox <laughs> is that these guys just were not taking any walks. Him, yeah. Abreu, Moncada, none of these guys. Um, so uh, so yeah, uh, but but you know, three forty two is pretty. It's a pretty average uh, on base percentage. Definitely not something worth commenting on. No, um, and uh, you know, and you know whether or not you comment on something, um, you know, there's that's one thing, but doing it well is another thing, and. The guy in front of us, old Jordan, 45, um, nerdy guy. Um, we should also mention he was wearing, Jack, you pointed out his shoes at some point. He was yeah, wearing he, these kind of like Vans slip-ons. Yeah, but they were, they had Super Mario Brothers characters yes. on them. Yeah. And uh, it was like, you know, they had like Goombas and like Mario and Luigi and Bowser. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, you're going to wear those uh, on a date with your girlfriend where you're meeting her like, 
her <laughs> family. Yeah. I, you know, I, if this guy were, you know, if this guy had a lower profile, I, I, I would let the, the, the shoes slide. But, um, but you know, since we're laying in, we might as well go, go in, in for a penny and for a pound. Um, but so he, so, you know, we talked about it. Like it was like the white Sox meaning the Rays, two first place teams. Um, I didn't even realize this, but they showed a stat and it was the first time uh, since 2006 that the top two teams with the best records in baseball, um, were facing each other at uh, U.S. Cell- at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. So first that's, time. That's pretty significant, man. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, and like, yeah, so not just two first place teams, um, but like the the top two teams with the highest win percentage, I think, is what the official like stat was. But the guy was started explaining it to the people in front again, much in a way of where he was explaining Lance Lynn. He's like. He was like motioning it with his hands, like he was like making like a he was like recreating the standings with his hands, and he's like, yeah. So the Rays, you know, are the top team, and uh, you know the the White Sox are uh, the second team, um, and uh, you know he's like, yeah. And if they, you know, and I don't know, and it kind of like blends in because the guys behind us also were like talking about this too, and like they were saying at some point, it's like, yeah, yeah, this is for first place, man. Like I think that's what the guys behind us were saying. It's like. They're in different divisions. It's not for first place. This isn't like uh, NBA or NHL playoff rules where it's just like the conferences, like it's by conference or or league. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a it's not a thing. No, not a thing. And like they, it's like I think at some point I have a note here somewhere, but like they were like they were chanting. Oh, oh, you know. What? Okay, so like at some point the guys moved down, uh, further down, uh, uh, to move to go to different seats, and they were like, uh. One guy said, "Like, yeah, man, you know what? It's not worth it moving down there, man. Like, you know, uh, you know, you get kicked out or whatever. And it's like, and this is for first place, man. This game is for first place, so it's not, it's not even worth it. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not for first place. Like, just stop it. Like, um, so, so yeah. So that was, that was, uh, that was rough. Um, uh, I guess real quick, I could just mention, I, I did get a Polish, um, which is something that I missed for sure from uh White Sox games. Uh, pretty damn good." Uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's superior hot dog than you can get at Wrigley Field, I would say. Um, my card got declined though. And it, it, it freaked me out to the point where I stepped out of line to like check my balance. And, uh, I was like, this, this sucks. But like, it was just like the weird system. Cause like now you can like tap your card or swipe it and whatever. And so I tapped it and I couldn't hear, you know, usually there's a beep when it goes through. And so like it, I don't know if I pulled it away too quick. It was a whole thing. So it was like it was kind of a, a debacle and that that's actually why I, I ended up missing like the whole top of the fifth inning. And I, I would have been in and out real quick, but this whole thing kind of like made me miss the whole inning um, or the whole half inning. Uh, someone did compliment my shirt though. I was wearing this like kind of like eight bit. See, this is why I'm not making fun of the Nintendo or the, the guy for his shoes because I was also <laughs> wearing like an eight bit wrestling t-shirt. Um, so, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm a nerd too, but um but uh, some guy complimented it, and he's like, where'd you get that? And I'm like, tpublic.com. And he's like, okay, cool. And I'm like, I was like, I'm like, you're not going to be able to find it. Like, what are you going to search for? Like, it was a whole thing. So I was like, yeah, man, there's a website. That's the best I can do. Like, you know, we'll see ya. Um, But uh, <laughs> it was a quick, quick, quick little uh, interaction. The only time I got up during the game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I should just mention that. The, the Polishes are still good at the U.S. Cellular if you're looking for that. Um if you're looking for other things, um, uh, I guess you can follow the guys who were behind us, because at some point they they brought up uh, a place called Teasers. 
Yeah, Jeremy. Um, so Teasers is a strip club that I've never heard of. Um, uh, it's they're, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys want to go to, like, Teasers? And then, uh, like, a little later in the game, the two Louisville guys were like, yeah, man, I've heard, I've heard Teasers is bad, man. Like, Teasers is, teasers is not the place we want to go. Um, I'm a little curious about Teasers now, Jeremy, and I think I'm going to Google it well, right I'm, now. Well, I, I am Googling it right now. Okay. Uh, you know, search history be damned. Um, I'm Googling it, and, like, the first thing that comes up is Teasers Pub. Yeah. Which is in, like, like it's it's at the edge of the city, like, um, uh, right at the edge of, uh, of the city, like, northwest side. But then I search Teasers Strip Club, uh-huh. and there's there's um there is a teasers gentleman's club yep. in flint michigan so i don't know you know jack I, honestly they were i i do recall someone some someone saying like i think the louisville guys were like i don't know if it's a strip club or not or i heard someone say like it's not a strip club or something but i i don't know it's like i i wasn't i wasn't quite sure what what was going on there but anyway the, the they did bring up this like hey you guys want to go to teasers after this um uh, or like, hey, we should go to Teasers. And like one guy immediately was like, yeah, no, whatever, man. Like I tried to tell that girl, like I tried to explain to that girl, blah, blah, blah. Like, and, you know, she wasn't whatever. She wasn't even listening. But I tried to tell her like, so it sounded to me like these guys went to like Teasers and they had some kind of altercation with this with this girl that they had to like talk their way out of or something. So I could imagine these idiots going to a, a strip club and getting kicked out uh, much like that kid's dad got kicked out of his first baseball game uh, <laughs> for doing something totally fucking gross and, um, you know, uncouth to, to, to one of the dancers there. Um, and, uh, or even just being at a bar and just having an inter- interaction with a woman and getting kicked out. So um, there's some history there with them and teasers. Again, we'll never know what it is, but uh, but uh, I don't know. Be on the lookout, I guess, or maybe yeah. What was funny about it was that yeah, later on after those guys left, they were like, yeah, so I, yeah, right as you said, Jack, like yeah, I don't I don't know if Teasers is the place to go, which was kind of funny, uh, and he was saying that based off of what he o- also overheard, I think, but uh, but yeah. Um, well, yeah. so there, there were also the the two guys behind us um, had a uh, were singing. We're singing at some points during yeah. the game uh, with just with each other. Surprising, right? A little that one was a little bit of a surprising uh, addition from these guys. I didn't think it would happen, but um, but yeah. So they sang. Okay, so that that song, Jack. That that the the Seven Nation Army is what it is. It's the, is, it's that, white... is that the one where it's like oh 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 oh. Is that yeah. the, is that that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. It. It's it's it's, some, it's oddly become like you know like a war like a rally chant like at sporting events. Um, so it's weird. It's weird that the White Stripes song is like like sung by like high school or like college marching bands. You know, in, in college basketball games. Uh, but I think like Maryland does it, which. Um, I don't even think they're from Maryland. I don't. I'm not even sure. But, but yeah. So they they sang that song. I remember now too, Jack. They sang a song by Lit, uh, my own worst enemy. Um, uh, my car is in the front yard and I'm sleeping with my. I feel like I sang that song on this podcast before, but whatever. So they sang that song. It's just some fucking like cheesy like pop punk song from like the late 90s early 2000s maybe uh but they also sang the seventh inning stretch too the take me out they to the did they did i forgot about that but they say they it, like completely unironically yes and and so like this is jack i got after i heard this and not not in the way that you would think like if you hear someone singing like and you say you lean to your friend like 
oh, they must be musicians or, oh, they must be in a band. Like, you know, but it's something that occurred to me. I'm like, are these guys like in, in a band or something? Because they were singing like earnestly and like, so they were singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Jack, I wanted to try to like recreate it with you. Um, but like, I mean, like it would require us like harmonizing. Like these guys weren't necessarily harmonizing, but it's like they sounded like they were trying to do like, like they were trying to sound like a folky or something. It was weird. Yeah, and again, like this, it added kind of a human element to them because, like the even when they were singing the the seventh inning stretch or the Seven Nation Army, like they weren't doing it to be annoying, and they were just doing it with just each other. Yeah, um, like they were in their own little world, and they didn't yeah. care what anybody else thought. Yeah, it would be like if if you and I just started singing together, like in our seats. Yeah, um, it was very off brand for sure. It was very yes. unfrat guy. Um, and not to give these guys any credit because, again, I think it just adds more to the obliviousness because, yeah, that's a great way to sum it up. Like, they were just, like, oddly oblivious. It would almost be like if two brothers, like, you know, grew up singing to, to, together or something and they are just like, this is the thing that they do. Like, at parties, they, like, can harmonize, you know, uh, you know, don't stop believing or something. I don't know. Um, but, like, yeah, it was like, take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the. It was like it was like, stop it, knock it off. You're being like weird. Like you're being too earnest about singing. Like why? Why are you? Why are are you so like bo- boisterous and, and loud and and like like dumbheaded like in other times? But and then then the seventh inning or then like they play White Stripes and you're like, oh 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 oh. <laughs> it was like what the hell's going on, man? Like this is weird. Like. And, and and it makes it harder for us to to fucking throw you into like a bin, like into a category. It's like you're drunken, obnoxious, like frat guys who like you know. And I know these guys weren't the ones who like got into the altercation with a woman, but I'll put them in the same category. So you you you're, you're that, but then you're also like singing like like nicely, like you know, uh, the seventh inning stretch. Like it was very weird. It was. Um, yeah, it, 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 not something you can unsee um, once you've seen it. Uh, yeah, it was strange. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the White Sox have had about, you know, almost two years to change up their, their ballpark operations uh, at, or their game day operations, and they haven't changed a thing yeah. uh, as far no. as what they, uh, what they put on the scoreboard. The bone of beef race um, between, yep. like, cheesy beef and spicy beef and whatever else, uh, still the same. They're, I'm, they're still playing the same old videos. It's the same I'm video sure. clip. It's not even the same, just that same concept because that's kind of a classic thing, but it's the same video clip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, So they still have the big fly. Uh, It still doesn't make any sense when you're watching it. Um, Thankfully, and I'd forgotten this, Jeremy, that this was going to happen, but they still have Brewing with Ozzy. They did, and it was one that we hadn't seen before, but also definitely still in the can from 2019. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, So in this particular, again, uh, they figured out the key is to not have Ozzy talk. Um, but he's, he's standing there and like, he's, he's hosing down one of the big beer vats of big, big vats of beer. So he's got a hose and he's just hosing it down and one and the workers are walking by him and one worker walks by in a Cubs Jersey and he just turns to him and sprays him with the hose. Then you get the reverse shot of the guy being like, Oh, 
like I'm covered in, you know, water. And he just keeps walking. And Ozzy just goes back to spraying the, the big vat. And it was actually kind of funny. Um, but again, Ozzy was not talking in it. So, um, so yeah. You're right, helped. Jeremy. It, it was definitely the best one that they've ever done. It um, was, probably. And I, I will still contend that the best part about all of this is that it used to be brewing with Ricky. And uh, he was replaced with Ozzy mid-season. Um, yep. <laughs> even when Ricky was still the manager. That's yeah. the best part of all of it. The ultimate insult. Um, Jack, again, like uh, one one bit, I, you know, I feel, again, like I, I guess like, you know, when the, as, when you crap on the White Sox, like we should probably give them credit when, when they deserve it. I actually thought this was a funny bit. Um, they had a fan um, and, and uh, Southpaw, the White Sox mascot, uh, competing in a pin the tail on the donkey. But since they were playing the Rays, it was pin the tail on the stingray. Or whatever. Um, so they had a, a an image of the de- of the devil ray, like from the logo, uh, with the tail. We should also note that the the rays haven't been the devil rays in in like uh, 12, 13 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever. That's fine. Um, but they were playing. They were they were doing pin the tail on the ray, and they had the fan go first, and they spin him around, and he goes up to the thing, and he he puts it, and it's like off, and it's kind of funny, whatever. And then they have Southpaw do it. And South Southpaw is blindfolded, uh, but like you know, I think the eyes on Southpaw are like you know where the mouth is, so right. he he can he saw it and he put it like per, absolutely perfectly on the ray and he <laughs> and he won and that was actually kind of funny that was like a funny bit that they they kind of like tricked the 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 mark the the fan um, and it was funny um, and because yeah usually like I feel like a lot of times like the the mascot's the butt of the joke so when when they turn the tables and, and get one on the fan, I think it's kind of funny. So I'll give him credit for that one, but that was that's like one out of uh, 50, you know? <laughs> They're like on the same pace as your mean Mercedes, so yeah, not, yeah. not good there. Um, I believe that it was the two Louisville guys also at one point. They admitted to spilling four beers. Um, it might have been the guys. It might have been two guys, the guys behind us, two rows behind us. But I did hear someone say like, man, like, we spilled four beers tonight, man. Four beers, like those are like ten bucks a pop. We spilled four of them, and they so they were actually like Jeez. aware. They were like actually cognizant enough to know that they had fucking wasted that money. But um, it was I, also I've never just, I've never spilled a beer at a baseball game, Jeremy. But I, I rarely I rarely buy beer at baseball right. games. But I I would be devastated if I spilled a baseball game beer. Those are so expensive. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. So like they, they were, um, you know, they were, they were cognizant of that at least. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, just how drunk do you have to be to spill a beer, let alone four? Um, but, uh, but that's what these guys did. So kudos to them. Um, speaking of beer, uh, we talked about this last episode, but, um, Sunday night, uh, you know, uh, as of the most recent Sunday night, as, as you're listening to this, probably, um, was uh, Sunday Night Baseball? They showed the beer snake at Wrigley Field, and we speculated like how many um, beer snakes are gonna. It's good. How like how much? How quick until this catches on everywhere now? Because ESPN showed it. Well, the answer was twenty, like less than twenty four hours. Because at the White Sox game, they were creating a beer snake also out in the uh, left center uh, bleachers. <laughs> of course, yeah, and. It, it just seems a little cheaper now that, like, the White Sox fans are doing it. Yeah. Um, like, of course, of course the White Sox fans had to copy the Cubs fans on this. We're like, oh, we can make a better beer snake. But, yeah. no, you're just you're just copying what you saw last night. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, who knows who started it? I, I don't know. But, like, 
Um, it was uh, it was kind of crazy, and they broke it up at some point, but then they built another one. I think one of the kind of crazier things about building the beer snake was is that people instead of passing their cups down to wherever the beer snake is being built, they they were just throwing beer cups. So people were like launching beer cups from like a section over, trying to get it near the beer snake so they could be added to the snake. But like, um, so that's probably not great. That's probably one of the reasons why it'll get shut down. Um, because again, like I, I don't think the beer snake is the most harmful thing in the world, but like, and it, 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 it has some sort of like childlike ingenuity to it, but like, I don't know. They they just can't they just can't let it happen, I guess. It's just some something bad's going to happen somehow. Like like I think someone I don't know if they said it like on I don't know if they said it on the broadcast or maybe like maybe my wife my wife said it when we were watching it, but it's like someone could probably launch, like take that thing and like launch it onto the field or something. So Oh, definitely. So, yeah, so something nefarious maybe you said that, Jack. I don't know, but something nefarious can happen with the beer snake. So I it can't it can't live in the world. Like it, the beer snake must be killed, but um but yeah, but the White Sox, yeah, we're we're doing it uh, that night, and um, we'll again we'll have to see it the next game we go to if they create another one or if they, we see it on another broadcast. Um, it's only been a couple days, but but the very next night it was um, the beer snake was uh, form like formulating out uh, at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. Yes, it was it was out in force. Um, so that was near the end of the game. Uh, the game ended, uh, and then we so we were on the 500 level, so we had to walk down a bunch of ramps to get uh, back to street level. Yeah. Um, uh, and so as, as we were walking down there, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I noticed a rather attractive uh, uh, lady, and yep. I, I pointed her out to, uh, to Jeremy. And so this, this lady, she, she was with a, uh, a guy who was pretty short. Like, she was taller than he was, and the guy was, I mean, he was short. And so Jeremy goes, yeah, she's with that micro guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and hey, Jeremy, I'll say this: like you and I were not exactly the two starting forwards for the Chicago Bulls. Like, right. no, no, I've been I have been called every conceivable name, good and bad, but I've never been called tall. I think that's one of the one <laughs> things. I think that's one of the one things. And and yet, I I love it, Jeremy. I love that you. I've noticed this before. You've done this other times too. Like when you when you see a mismatched couple where it's in the guy's where it's in the guy's favor, you'll just you can cut right to the bone, dude. <laughs> You've got a talent for it, man. <laughs> oh my God, Jack. Yeah, it's. I mean, hey, it feels good to be, you know, nailed like so accurately. That's. I. I mean, I've never really put that into words, but but yeah, I would have to say you're. Thank you. I mean, thanks for noticing. I would say because like yeah, I would I would have to definitely cop to that one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, hey, what? Because because yeah, what else can you do? And like. To go so far as to call this guy micro when, yes, exactly, like me and you, Jack, are not tall guys by any means. Um, but it, it just goes back to, like, you know, two bums at baseball games talking about other bums. Uh, right. You know, hey, well, we're two nerds, like, you know, like baseball nerds, like calling out another baseball nerd. Like, that's that's the name of the game here that <laughs> we're, we're doing at Rain Delay Theater. So, um, listen, uh, we, we take a lot of shots, but uh, we know that, um, you know, we know that we're – we're in the vicinity, um, you know, of a lot of this stuff. Uh, maybe not those the the fuck drunk guys, but, like, <laughs> you know, but to an extent, there's it hits. It, it's a little close to home sometimes. And uh, yeah, micro guy. I mean, hey, I mean, good for him. He seemed like the kind of guy. He seemed like the kind of guy who would like. 
He's like one of those like small. He's got like a Napoleon complex. I would say like he's like a, he seemed like a belligerent, a possibly belligerent little guy. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, like, well, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He was maybe like five six, maybe or something. Yeah, five, yeah, yeah. You know? he, he he didn't look five five, but yeah, he was probably five six for sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yes. <laughs> oh man, that's really funny. Um. So, uh, so yeah, uh, on this, this, uh, venture down the ramp, cause you know, when you go down these ramps at stadiums, it's just like a, con- it's a consecutive like motion of just like going down in a circle, like down a spiral. And like, you, you keep traveling down these, these levels and you feel like, you know, we were only three levels up, but it felt like we went down like eight levels of the ramp. So it's kind of weird that way. Um, but one thing that the White Sox have on this ramp, which is something that we, because we haven't sat in in the 500 section for since we started doing the podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, we we haven't really noticed this. But you know, you walk down the ramp and there's like things on the walls, and even in the 500 section, there's there's pictures from like the 80s White Sox and the 70s White Sox, and um, you know, uh, the the stadium like tries to put up things that like you know show off the the pride of of guaranteed rate field or whatever, or the franchise, the White Sox. And so um, you walk down and they have words uh, cut out like, like, you know, metal words, like, you know, fashion, fastened to the walls to, to show like the, the, the sanctity of the White Sox as a, as a franchise. And as you go down, I don't even know how to like say this <laughs> properly, but you go down and like the, there's one level and the word tradition is on the wall, but it's not tradition because some some fucking drunk asshole ripped the R off of it, so it just says tradition, with a T space edition, um, and so we were laughing about that, and and we said like you know hey if that doesn't sound the White Sox I don't know what does tradition uh, minus the R, um, and you know we let that sink in for I would say a good like ten seconds until we get to the next level down, and then we see the word ride, which was supposed to be pride, but someone so that maybe the same drunk asshole tore, tore off the P. And so now it says, uh, ride. So you're, you're left with this, like, you know, this, this, uh, lasting memory of walking out of the white Sox game tradition ride white Sox. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we got some pictures of that too, Jeremy, right? We do. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the Instagram. We have, uh, we have the whole slideshow there. There I think the third one was passion and um, you know the the security guards must have caught on to him at that point, or the vandals just lost interest in vandalizing at that point because it was too easy. So it is it it, it does fully read tradition, ride, passion, um, and uh, that's the White Sox there for you. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, we had, uh, to, to sort of bring this thing full circle, we had to take a uh, late Green Line train home um uh to get to where jeremy had parked uh, elsewhere in the city and mm-hmm. so um uh on the train i don't know these people got on way later than than guaranteed in, rate field in, um, in downtown like when we passed through downtown again these guys got on I, I was i was speculating too with my wife like i don't know what route they took to get there but they just got on the train downtown but clearly were from the white Sox game and yeah. uh yeah one of the guys had a had a dirty nacho helmet like it was an empty nacho helmet yeah uh, but it was dirty and it was it was so because the guy was kind of gross too but like he was just carrying this dirty nacho helmet and it was just it was just disgusting yeah and they had just like left some girls that they were with like on the on the platform and and again it's like i I don't know what better way to to secure like a, a girl than to be walking around with a crust and encrusted like a chili and cheese encrusted 
used dirty nacho helmet. It's like, hey, babe, check out this helmet I got. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of shitty, dried up, shitty looking chili inside of it. But as soon as I wash this shit out, it's going to look fucking cool on my shelf, man. Um, it's like, you know, you go to a game and you like get the nacho helmet and like, it's cool that it comes in a helmet and you're like, oh, cool. I could, I could keep that helmet. And then what happens is you eat it or maybe you don't eat all of it or whatever. Um, but at the end of the game, you're faced with this conundrum and the conundrum is like, oh, now there's all this shit inside of it. There's fucking sour cream and cheese and, and chip crumbs and chili and all this fucking gross shit. So what do I do? Do I go to the bathroom sink and get some paper towels and scrub this thing out? Do I just dump it out and like walk home with all the shit inside of it? Or do I just throw it out and be like, eh, you know what? I guess I didn't need that helmet anyway. Um, I think most people probably do the latter. Um, yep. And I would say maybe the other half, uh, the other like 49% do the like washing out in the, in the sink. And then there's the 1%. Um, and, uh, they're not, they're not the 1% like as, as we know them, but they're the 1% <laughs> that, um, just carry the, the, the dirty gross helmet in their hands on the train, in a car, wherever with, with them until they maybe wash it out at home or maybe just fucking leave it on the kitchen table or the, the, the coffee table to fucking like gather ants and fucking cockroaches or something. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm painting too dim of a picture, but like this guy was just carrying a fucking dirty nacho helmet. It was gross. And like, well, I was going to say, Jeremy, what do you think the odds are that he's washed that yet? You know, I would say right. they're, they're slim, but Hey I would folks. Say, oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say just folks. Yeah. Next time you hear someone use the phrase one percenter, like just think of that. <laughs> right. Think exactly. That. It's a different one percent. Um, my guess, Jack is that there's better odds that he's worn it than he's cleaned it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But, um, you know, hey, I don't think we've talked w- one bit about game stuff since we... No, uh, so yeah, we're, we were going to wrap up the episode with some real quick game point bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Danny Mendick uh, started at second base. Uh, couldn't help but think again about uh, the hustle, the guy who yelled hustle at the alternate site game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he was in there. Um, I, he looked like he was hustling to me. So maybe that guy, uh, worked, you know, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe he was a Larusa plant. Um, uh, Glasnow, the Glasnow injury. So, uh, Tyler Glasnow, we were excited to see him pitch. He came in with a, uh, 257 ERA, I think. Um, uh, but he left the game after four innings, even though he was pitching pretty good. Uh, and he was, his pitch count, I think was only 53. Turns out after the game, uh, uh, he had some right elbow, uh, issues. I don't know exactly. He might even have a minor tear in there now. Partial tear of the UCL. Yeah. That's yeah. It's not good. Um, so, uh, so yeah, he said it was because they weren't allowing him to use foreign substances and that affected his grip on the pitches he said he was uh to quote him i think he said he was choking the hell out of his pitches um so he blamed the mlb's uh sort of crackdown on uh using substances for pitchers as the reason he got hurt um i don't know if we're going to start seeing more of that now i don't know if that happened that that's what happened with the grom tonight too who knows but yeah, yeah. so glasnow left the game early and it turned out that he was he was injured i think brady singer from the from the royals also left the game i don't know if he's gonna uh you know uh, chalk it up to that but but it, I mean, it would not. It would be very not good if fucking pitchers start dropping like flies. Um, I don't know if people are gonna feel bad for the pitchers saying like, "Hey, this foreign substance was helping me not be injured, and now I'm injured." Like, it's kind of a weird thing that he kind of like came right out and said like that he was using sunscreen. Um, but the fact that he's injured and like the Rays like need him, um, he's definitely he's clearly the best pitcher on their on their staff. Um, 
it's it's not good. And uh, I hope that I hope he's not lost for the season. But it's kind of like it's kind of like a um, Masahiro Tanaka uh, type of injury. It sounds like. And so yeah, I hope that uh, I don't know. He's already had TJ, I think, too. Yeah. So let's well, let's hope for a quick recovery because I don't I don't have anything against Glass now. He's a, he seems like a good pitcher. No. Plus um, the Rays were my World Series champ. So Jesus. that's that's right. That's right. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, Larry Garcia uh, is still still on the White Sox. Um, and you know, <laughs> back before free agency, I think the first free agents happened in like 1976. Back before that, teams just owned players in perpetuity. Um, <laughs> I think the White Sox still do that. Uh, yeah. So like, what what kind of contract is Larry Garcia on? What kind of contract is Jose Abreu on? You know, usually when a guy signs an extension, you hear about it. Like Jose Abreu, uh, you would have think, you know, hey, like after his first six year deal was up, he would have, you know gotten big contract offers whatever mm. he's just still on the white Sox. i have no idea what's going on with that carlos yeah. rodan uh adam engel these guys have just been on the white Sox for who knows how long and yeah. they're just never gonna not be there anymore right yeah i would say at least for abreu and and rodan there was like those guys did resign like this i think just this year right but like it must have been because I, I abreu signed originally in 2014 i think he signed a six-year deal so he yeah. must have been uh yeah yeah, but like, but yeah, but like Lurie Garcia, like I'm, we were speculating, it was like, what kind of contract is this guy on? Like, was he ever off the team? Was he? Did he resign? There's been no news of him resigning. Is he, it, we were saying like, is he on a handshake agreement, like with Jerry Reinsdorf, the way he like runs this ball club? Um, who knows? Um, I will say that uh, Lurie did have a um, a double in this, or uh, yeah, he had a double in this game, right? Um, yeah, he had see. a double, and. Um, uh, I'll say this. This is a little bit of a tease uh, two plus hours into this episode, but um, and it's not a teasers, uh, but uh, <laughs> we um, I, I put together uh, an all time stats list of all the games that we've been to for the podcast. Um, and I was able to add this. I created it before this game and I was able to add to this um, without giving too many spoiler alerts. There's an odd uh phenomenon that Leori Garcia is like one of the best has had has had some of the best offensive performances he has some of the best offensive numbers of any player we've seen and obviously we've seen a lot more White Sox games than Cubs games but um we'll talk about that how his performance tonight um led like contributed to his standing um in the in our all-time stats list but uh that'll be for another episode but uh the guy does well when we're at games basically he does he does. Um, yeah, so yeah, look, uh, be on the lookout for that uh, future episode. Um, so Jeremy, uh, in the top, bottom of the eighth inning, White Sox were down 4-2. to two. They needed two runs to tie it. Uh, they needed a rally. So Tim Anderson led off the eighth inning with a single, and then he promptly got picked off uh, first base. It was just, it was a terrible play. Uh, completely took the, I, I don't remember the last time I've been on a baseball game and like, uh, something happened like that that just completely took the wind out of a team's sails but it's like after that like you just you knew the game was over after he got picked off yeah for sure um i i had a gleeful response to it too for some reason um (laughs) but but yeah and it was a pretty clear one it's like we were really far away and we it it seemed pretty clear that he was picked off they were they stopped for like a millisecond to like decide if they wanted to review it and then they just kept going um, so yeah. it's pretty bad. And the White Sox, the last they made the last five uh, Rays pitchers retired the last five White Sox after that. So it was a, a poor effort to end the game uh, by the Sox. Your mean Mercedes. It was our first uh, uh, experience 
um, with him. We had yeah. uh, I had never seen him live before. Uh, obviously, neither of us have. Yep. So uh, he took an 0 for 4 with three strikeouts, which is pretty much par for the course for him over the past couple months. As I said before, he was hitting, seemed like he was hitting about 350 in late May, uh, or, or just even in mid-May, maybe not, because he's just been uh, falling off a cliff. So he's, he's hitting under 280 now, I believe. Um, so we got to at least see a little bit of his decline, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, too bad we weren't there for the your mean salad days. Um, <laughs> but, and there are judging by the size of your mean there, there haven't been many salad days. Um, anyway. Um, all right. So yeah. Uh, is Manny Grandal? Yeah. Uh, we're really weird season. He's having, um, yeah. he came into the game. He was hitting 127. Uh, he had 20 hits on the year. 10 of them were home runs and he had, fi- he was leading the major leagues with 51 walks. Yeah. Uh, really, really strange season. We saw him get a walk in his first at bat. So we did get to see him do his thing. Yeah. He uh, but had- yeah. He had a 398 on base percentage going into the game, and that is good, guys. Yes. Yeah. And like, that's crazy considering that his average was like 127. So just a really strange uh, season for him. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see if he can he can keep that up and get over 100 walks and have his average be under 150. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and then just to sum it up uh, to to, to final point, um, you know, I think just some players that were cool to see. Definitely Randy or Rosarena. It was cool to see him uh, in person uh, after the postseason that he had. Um, He uh, not only got a double, but he also hit a home run in the eighth inning. Um, So that was cool to see. Unfortunately, it came off of Garrett Crochet, which was another guy who I thought it was cool to see um, being a first round draft pick of the White Sox and completely skipping the minor leagues. Um, so it's cool to see him. He, he had a good performance other than that. Homer, I uh, had two strikeouts over two innings, uh, no walks. Um, so that was cool. Andrew Vaughn, uh, I thought it would be cool to see. He didn't do much uh, and he's not really doing too, too much, uh, overall anyway, but, um, yeah, he struck out twice and, uh, had a ground out. Um, so maybe better days ahead for him. And then Ryan Thompson, a relief pitcher for the, um, uh, the Rays, someone whose like numbers kind of stood out to me, but he wasn't really being used in setup roles. And then we saw him come in, and uh, he's just got a crazy herky jerky like weird uh, rotate like windup. Yeah, wouldn't want to try to hit off him. Uh, kind of cool in general that uh, you know the Rays are famous for their bullpen, and we got to see their bullpen uh, pitch five scoreless innings. So yeah. uh, I think there's something to be said for that, Jeremy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, so yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so that's the game, a, a fucking supersized episode here, but, Oof. um, listen for a White Sox game, uh, you know, that's, that's the kind of, if, you know, uh, there's probably stuff we didn't even mention, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's the, that's the high, uh, output that you're going to expect from a White Sox game. And for the first one back in almost, you know, you know, at least a year and a half, almost two years, uh, there, it did not disappoint. No, uh, certainly not. So we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.